The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. song about the guy that wrote Eve of Destruction and uh, that's half as good as that one. There we go. Let's qualify it with that. Let's qualify it with that. P.F. Sloan, one of rock's great... Uh, passed away a few years ago. One of rock's great 
um, eccentrics, and by eccentrics, I mean absolutely nuts. Uh, sings the high parts on most of the uh, Jan and Dean records. Don't let's not mention that next time Dean comes on because he, he overdubs his parts. Wrote Eve of Destruction. What else did P.F. Sloan write? Anyway, loads of stuff. And that is a song about P.F. Sloan by Jimmy Webb. Jimmy Webb is coming on the show at 11 o'clock tonight. And boy, oh boy, have you got his number there? I've got his phone number in my diary. Wowzers. Um, boy, oh boy, let's just say um, I've, I've got a music hard on. I have got a music boner right now. And everyone's going, oh, yeah, um, yeah, play, uh, play Wichita Lineman. Um, play by the top. Guys, 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 guys. I um, have planned this song list about a year ago in the hope that uh, Jimmy Webb would be coming on the show. And, and he is. And the song list is assorted, guys. It is assorted. So please don't anybody um, chip in with your suggestions. Good evening, dear listener. This is Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is there. Sam is through the glass and will be answering your phone calls. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Um, Apologies for not being in yesterday. I was doing a TV programme in the morning and I just couldn't be bothered to turn up. Not really. Um, I um, was puking and shitting like nobody's business. Seriously, I did did the night, the sh- Monday's show and the last hour... Do you remember the last hour? I said, I said I've got a bit of a dicky tummy. Yep. And as, as, I let, as the show ended, I noticed that my stomach was quite bloated. Well, you mentioned it, actually. Did I? On, yeah, on, on air. I, I mentioned the bloating. And I, then I thought, oh, that's what my boy had a few hours before he started puking, his really swollen stomach. And I thought, but I feel, I just feel a bit windy. It'll be fine. And then I was staying in a hotel and I got to the hotel and and, and Catherine very kindly dropped me off. And um, literally, as I got to the room, I thought, oh, I got to go to the toilet and I got to go now. And honestly, it was water. You don't need to know this, but but you're going to know it. Water came out Um, and I had to be up at half... I have to be up at half six because I've been picked up at 20 past seven to go and do the right stuff on Channel 5. And um, didn't get a wink of... Didn't get, I sort of got some half sleep and I was having a really... Un- it was like a sort of dream, but I was awake because I could open my eyes and see I was in the hotel room. Then I closed my eyes and it was basically... I had um, I had 700... I remember it was, I had 700 pounds of cocaine and Vic and Bob were stealing it. That was that was kind of this... this and it was... I was really anxious. And then I just kept getting up and um, going to the toilet and puking. And it... it and... Oh, it was, it was awful. And I was thinking, I can't do... I can't do the right stuff. So I texted my agent, but of course he's got he's got a life, you know. He looks after Tony Blackbird, so he's he's got far more important clients than me. Um and then I didn't have a phone number to phone up the right stuff. And also I thought it's really poor show to be put up in a nice hotel and then phone up and say, I can't come in today. So I went in and did the right stuff. And if any of you saw it, um I, I looked alright because I had loads of makeup on, right? You looked a little bit green. But even through the makeup it was uh, and um, Fippa Netman, I didn't know. I thought it was an hour and a quarter. It was two hours. Right? And Diamond was hosting it because Matthew Wright was off sick. Lightweight. He needs to man up. Um, and I have never... Um, I, I, at one point, I, was, I had gathered my microphone packs because I was going to get up and walk off because I thought I was going to puke. They were talking, I don't know if they were talking about Carillion or whatever. And I just felt the sweat come in. And I felt the heave, and I thought, right, I've got, I've got to get up and walk out of a live TV show. And I managed to suck it back down. And then, luckily, the sections were like 12 minutes each. So when the adverts came on, I just kind of slumped in the chair. 
and they, they do three, two, one, and you just had to suck it up. And there was there was one section of the show where, where I said nothing, literally nothing. Um, so so I, I I did it, and then I got back to the hotel room, and um, literally as I got to the hotel room, I tried. Okay, I tried to let out a fart. Oh God! Do we need this bit? I think it's important because I don't think male follow through. Oh God! Is talked about enough? Well, there's a reason. I don't think it's talked about enough, guys. And listen, I'm, I'm rightfully um, being praised for breaking down barriers around men's mental health. Okay, and I'm I'm happy to take those plaudits. But I think the important issue that we are not discussing. By the way, send this bit off as a clip to be um, to be, go viral. Literally go viral. <laughs> Seriously, dude. From the start of this monologue. Right. Um, I don't think that we are doing enough in society to address the all-important issue God. of middle-aged man follow-through. Oh, my God. And um, so that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Oh three four 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 nine nine. 1,000 is the phone number. We've, we've got um, a spokesman coming on from the men's follow-through organisation, um, SHIT, which stands for... It should be SHART, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, happened in trousers. <laughs> well, it did. Uh, it, I did. I followed through in the hotel room. Uh, there's no two ways around it. And um, so I, I then spent an afternoon... Uh, anyway, I spent an afternoon in the hotel room feeling very, very ill. I hope um, Jimmy Webb isn't listening. Although, to be honest, he's probably done much worse than this, having read his autobiography. Um, so I spent the afternoon in the hotel room thinking, I've got to leave this hotel room. I've got a late checkout at six, but there's no way I'm going to get to work. And I've got, to... and then I just got a cab, and, and the cab took me back home to my, my pathetic little flat in Slough. And um, I got there... Uh, half seven, and I fell asleep at eight. I woke up about 11 and ate a massive bar of chocolate I bought, and then I fell asleep and woke up at half eight this morning, slept through for, for 12, almost 12 hours straight. So you reckon the chocolate stops it? Well, I don't. I just needed sugar. I bought the chocolate because I knew I'd need sugar and caffeine. There's caffeine in chocolate, guys. Uh, I knew I'd need... I'd need Because I hadn't eaten anything. I'd, I'd, I'd eaten. I'd eaten the two complimentary biscuits... In the hotel room, and two very small bananas, bananas, um, and that was it. So, um, so that's why I wasn't in last night. So Rufus Hound has taken, he's literally taken dirty money to uh, come and uh, fill in for me last night. So thank you, Rufus. Thank you, listeners. Now I'm fine. Just to say, I am fine. I've spent all day in bed wearing the same clothes I wore on the right stuff. Yes, I slept in my clothes. I've been wearing them in bed all day. I first uh, stood up at about half past two and then sat back down again very quickly. Very lightheaded. But do you know what, guys? We're going to make it. We're going to do this. We're going to do the show. It's going to be A-OK and we're going to get there. All right, good. So these are the things I want to talk to you about this evening. First of all, being sick at work. We'll have that. We'll have that. And yes... Follow through stories, 0344. It's not going to be a classy show, Catherine, but it's going to be an honest show. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. You'll speak to Sam. Don't go into great detail about your story with Sam. He's young and it, this has probably never happened to him. So I don't want you to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to upset the boy. It could be considered abuse. Um, 0344 499 1000. It's probably free. Cost you pennies at most. We call you back. Um, also, um, I want to talk about unnecessary cover versions. Um, for some reason, 
I was thinking a lot about the River City people oh. and their version of um, California Dreaming. I was given that? that on vinyl, yeah. I won it on a, um, well, a pre-karaoke night. Yes. Before karaoke was, was, was karaoke. All right, mate, don't pretend you invented karaoke. No, 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 I didn't. Well, I kind of did. Um, the DJ would, like, put records on and yeah. you'd sing over the top of them. Oh, yeah. Um, and I won a River City People album, uh, not album, a single. Well, this is their I think version. he wanted to get rid of it, to be This honest. is their version of California Dream. It was a big hit. Te quiero. You can hear they sound scouts. Well, she's a naughty lady, judging from the video. He's a knob. <laughs> she's sick. Oh, it's a bloke. He's a knob. Basically, three knobs and a naughty lady. Which is, uh, incidentally, the title of my autobiography, which is coming out very, very soon, guys. I've got one for you. Yeah, go on. Lamar. Do you remember when he did the, the letter? Oh, Lamar. How I like Lamar. Day. I like I know, Lamar. I do too. Good, but, good voice, good but talent. That, that song. Yeah, that was, uh, he slowed it down, didn't he? And the thing about the letter, I think, uh, this is he another... Needs urgency. This is another phone we're doing tonight as well, the shortest songs in pop. I've got a feeling, and Catherine, you can Google this, I think the letter is one minute, 47 seconds long. I, I think. It's definitely under two minutes. I'm going to say the letter by the box tops is one minute, 47 seconds long, written by Alex Chilton, who was only 16 at the time. Go on. Hang on. Hey, oh, oh I, th- why you, well, I thought you were shaking your head because you had the answer. Uh, oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. One fifty-eight. Oh, it was 11 seconds out. It's still under two minutes. And sung by a child. Sung by a child. Um, we're we're going to do short pop songs, unnecessary cover versions, being sick at work and following through. Uh, please don't tell Jimmy Webb that we're talking about two of those things because I think he'll get very, very upset. 0344 499 1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. You've been trolling me big time, mate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, now I'm so glad I did the right stuff yesterday. A, because it was a joy. Because I love Anne Diamond. Who doesn't, who doesn't love... Anne Diamond, so nice to see her. Genuinely, I love her. I've, I've worked with her a few times, and I think she's delightful. Um, and I like the gentleman who I sat next to, whose name completely escapes me. He's going to be on Julia's show uh, on Friday, and his name is completely gone for me. And I also like the doctor from... She was from Embarrassing Bodies. Um, but the, the real reason I liked it is because, as some of you will know, there's been a prank caller calling the right stuff, who phones up. And apparently it's quite a complicated history. The story I've heard from two separate sources is that he is a, um, a flasher and he phones up and says such and such is a slag, I think, or a bitch. And the person that he is naming is the person who, who got him arrested. So, but, so I don't know. But he phones up and, and, I, and I said to the staff there, I said, Matthew's reaction is, uh, is, is, is terribly wrong. It's completely wrong. You know, he gets angry and that's going to encourage not only this guy to call him, but other people to call him. So every time, if you've not seen the rights of one of those magazine shows where they talk about issues, they ask, I went in there, right, having had no sleep and having been puking up all night. And I thought I knew what we were talking about. And they said, right, so we've changed the stories. The first story is Carillion. Who do you think's to blame, Ian? I went, what? The Carillion story. Who do you think's to blame? I went... (laughs) 
I haven't got an effing clue. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I, I couldn't give a toss. Because I haven't, and I couldn't. You know, I know it's a big story, and I know it affects loads of people, but do you know what? I find it really, really, really boring and really, really complicated. And I said, I haven't got a clue. Um, but... Um, but you talk about newsy kind of stuff and stuff that's in the papers, and it, and it was it was fun, and I really really enjoyed it. Actually, it was a really nice um, experience going on there. Um, but um, one of the cool things was, and I need to find it now. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Was so I was waiting for this this guy to call in. Now he didn't call in, right? But someone else did call in. Oh, why can't I find it now? And I just retweeted it. Um, here we go. Got it. I got it. Someone did call in. Now we're talking about is it okay for men to cry? And I, I did say to them, um, I find the question offensive. You know, I think that that is a dangerous question, but that's obviously what they're going to go with, right? And so this guy, John from Glasgow, called in, right, to um, to give his. Now this isn't the greatest audio, okay? So so listen really carefully because this is someone's filmed this off the telly, right? 121,000 views this has had. This is what you need to go viral. So it's Anne Diamond going, is it okay for men to cry? Let's go to John from Glasgow. About this, this, the fact that traditionally we expect our men to man up and bottle up their emotions. Well, personally, I think men should be allowed to cry. Anything, because they get a great relief. It's like being a big shite in the toilet in the morning. You you feel good after it. It's nice to get it out and show people how you're really... Now, what he said there is I'm going to play a slightly better audio version of it, but it's got the word shite bleeped out. So the bleep word is shite, OK? And this is at um, 11 minutes past 11 on daytime television. Here we go. Hang on a minute. I've got to play it from the beginning. Here we go. Here we go. So I think we've got John back on the line. Oh, hi there, John in Glasgow. Yes, I'm there. You'll Hello. hear me laughing. What do laughing. you think about this? Oh. this the right. fact that traditionally laughing. we expect our men to man up and bottle up their emotions. Is that a good thing? Well, pers- personally, I think men should be allowed to cry. Anything, because they get a great relief. It's like doing a big toilet in the morning. You, big shite in the them. toilet. Then listen to me. Mm. It's nice to get it out and... Really you put it very succinctly there. <laughs> yeah. very... It's so true. I mean, let's check with the doctor. You do, in fact, <laughs> when you cry, doctor, it releases <laughs> endorphins. She, she hadn't heard it. She thought he'd said, it's, um, you feel shite, then you get it out. <laughs> right? And he said it's like doing a big shot. And the, me and the fellow next to me, his name I can't, Martin, um, Martin, Martin, Martin somebody, really interesting guy, actually. Um, uh, uh, we we were the only two people on the panel that heard it, so we're in hysterics. Of course, we, you res, you become a twelve year old boy when someone drops something like that, literally. And we were thinking, what, we go. Everyone else is being so grown up; they hadn't heard it. They hadn't heard it. Well done, John from Glasgow. That that guys is what it's all about. You know, if there's a, I, I, I shouldn't really encourage that sort of behaviour, so I don't. But that's that's how you do it. Um, the phone lines are full. Pick a number between one and ten, Kath. One. Okay, let's go to Jonathan. Good evening, Jonathan. Oh. Evening, Ian. How are you doing, fella? What you got for us? Um, I want to talk about a uh, internet uh, a journalist called Peter Sweden. Okay, Catherine, Google Peter Sweden so we know who this guy is. 
Peter Sweeten is a bit of a controversialist. Okay. Uh, uh, He's very outspoken about uh, Islamic immigration to the West. Okay. Uh, 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 Last year... How are you spending Sweeten? It's Sweden. Oh, you said Sweeten. You did say Sweeten. No, I said... Clean out your years, Ian. Clean out my my years? My years (laughs) are completely clean. Well, clean them again. You, but you didn't say ears. All right, carry on, uh, uh, Donathan. Holocaust denier, yeah. white you... nationalist, extreme well, homophobe. Well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on. hang on. You've just... Where have you got that from? Wikipedia. Well, Wikipedia. Come on, guys. Anyone... I was a gay cowboy on Wikipedia for ages. I've never ridden a horse in my life. Okay. Don't go to... That's... I've... I, I thought... I, I, I would have thought better if you... That's what the kids do is go to Wikipedia. You're an old hand at this. You should instantly go to, like, the third or fourth page on Google. Shut up. This is Jonathan. What the heck? Carry on, please, Jonathan. Yeah. Well, last year, a certain organisation that is uh, uh, fawned over by politicians published the home address of his parents. Yes. With the, in- with the intent to cause his innocent parents distress presumably because conceiving and giving birth to their son is some sort of political crime. Yes, you, you can't blame the uh, the father for the son's crimes. Yeah. Well, it, it's turned out that someone has poisoned Peter Sweden's parents' pet dog. Well, that's, that's, that's terrible. Yes. And I'm holding that organisation personally responsible for what happened to that dog. Well... And I... Should... And I want Amber Rudd to ban that organisation. Well, hang on a minute. Right. Calm, calm, calm down, otherwise they're going to they're um, ban Brexit in a minute. What, what, what is the organisation? Hope Not Hate. What, say that again? Hope Not Hate. Mm. So Hope Not Hate published his parents' address, did they? Why, why did they do that? Presumably to cause his parents distress yeah. and maybe have some nutcase attack them. Well, you, you you say you say that, and yes, that would would seemingly be the implication. But did, have hope, not hate. Um, did they not give a reason why they they, they published his parents' address? And Catherine, I'm assuming you're fact checking this while we're uh, while we're talking. Of I'm course, on hope not hate's website. I can't see his address on here. Where did they publish the the address? I I don't follow Peter Sweden. Uh... I just heard about ah, it. Right. Ah. Well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. So, so how do you know that Hope Not Hate published Peter Sweden's address? I'm assuming because, you fact checked it because they've done it to other people. Ah, uh, uh, no, 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 no. How do you know that Hope Not Hate have published Peter Sweden's address? I'm assuming you fact checked it. Like I said, I don't uh, follow Peter Sweden. Like, I, I don't know why you, you, you. I don't know what that's got to do with it. How do you know? that Hope Not Hate have published Peter Sweden's parents' address. Because he said so. Right, OK. He also said that the Holocaust didn't happen. So, um, you know, it's kind of a, a little bit um, difficult to, to... Do you know what I mean? If someone tells one massive porky, um, then you really have to question everything that they say, don't you? So you agree with poisoning your political opponent? You, you have made a massive um, leap there and a massive connection that doesn't exist. What I'm saying is you have, you have called in to say hope, not hate, 
have um, published... And you Remember, I'm coming at this cold. I don't know anything about this. I haven't even heard of this Peter Sweden guy. You've called in to say, Hope Not Hate have published the address of the parents of uh, um, uh, a provocateur, um, but yet you, you, have, you have no evidence of that. You've not seen that on the Hope Not Hate website. You've not, you, you, have, you only have that person's word that that happened. I went on the Hope Not Hate their website this week and there were a load of names and of groups and people and organisations. Right, hang on. But you, took... Right, and, and they, uh, they had Peter Sweden's parents address there. Apparently, yes. No, 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 no. Apparently, apparently nothing. Uh, did you see Peter Sweden's parents address there? No, I didn't. OK, right. What you need to do, because I'm happy to talk about this, OK? I'm really happy to talk about this. But what I need from you is evidence that Hope Not Hate published these parents' address. Otherwise, otherwise, it's just tittle-tattle and it's, it's hearsay. And, I mean, this will be a tough one to get. It'll be really cool to get evidence that the dog died as well. We don't know the dog died, only that it was poisoned. There we go. Okay. Right, OK. What I found is they're yes. talking about the fact that he's based a lot of his... Stuff on the fact that he's he's from Sweden, uh, and he's not a... from Sweden. Well, that's it's a marketing. Can you let point. me finish? Hang on, hang on, everyone, just calm down. Go on, right. So what they're talking about here is they've gone into uh, his family's business, his business that he's registered, and his father is registered as a director. Okay, so what they've done here, <clears throat> who are they? Hope not hate. Right, is they've said this is this is the business as um, listed, and it does have correspondence address. That it's the same as Peter, and it is. It does mention a man who lives at the same address. So from that, okay, you can say that they've. Kind but hang on. Of, so what address have they published? They've published a correspondence address that okay. would appear that this guy lives at with his family. Okay. Well, that is um, that's not a nice thing to do, is it? No. No. But it's but it's backing up the assertion that this company is being run by Peter Sweden. I think that's what it is. So it's okay. Um, and I, I don't know about his uh, views on the Holocaust. If he denies it, I obviously disagree with him. Ooh. But you shouldn't go around poisoning innocent pets. Well, hang on. OK, well, now we go on to the next point. Where's the evidence that the pet has been poisoned? Peter Sweden, today it was retweeted all over Twitter mm. that his dog had been poisoned. Do you know my, you know my cat got run over yesterday? Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, my cat got run over yesterday and was killed. I'm sorry to hear that. It didn't happen. It, it didn't happen. I, I've just I, I've said that, and it, it it didn't happen. And if I had tweeted that, then it becomes a real thing. And if I hadn't have corrected myself, then it would become a real thing. But you, 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 we, we, you know, it's easy to say um, that a, a pet has been attacked, um, but. Also, you've got to question everything, Jonathan. Yeah, I do. And I and I find it disturbing in this day and age that innocent people uh, are being targeted well, by so-called the... anti-fascists because of their family members. OK, well, we don't know if the dog was innocent, do we? Oh, come on. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you. The late night alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. 
uh, Jimmy Webb is coming on at 11 o'clock, and if you don't know that, who that is, I want you to switch off your radios at 11. It means I've not been doing my job properly. Um, pick a number between 1 and 10. Don't pick 1, don't pick 4. 2. Okie dokie. Hey, David. Hello, David. Uh, yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like you're Hello. on speakerphone, David, so correct that. Yeah, well, I've fixed it now. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Yeah. What have you got for us, yeah. big David Badcock? Um, uh, spirit, spiritualist, um, uh, psychic and bullshitter extraordinaire. Uh, <laughs> yes, my old friend uh, Ian. Um, right. So, you all right then? Um, very, very well, thank way. you. Bye. Sorry? Sorry? What's what's happening there? Now. Yes? Uh, mm. A little bit of a predicament. Okie dokie. Have you got your penis stuck in a hoover again? Well, well no, 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 no. Um, I, I've been doing some uh, cleaning. Yes. And, uh, you know, you know I, whoa, there. I clean in the nude. Yes. Um, and I, I, I thought I'd let my... A pet hamster Barry out for a oh, little walk around while I did a little bit of whoa, 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 there yes. uh, cleaning, and I was just cleaning under his uh, little cage. Yes, but I've quite have to bend down, and uh, well, he he, uh, he shot right up, 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 nah, bummo, and oh. he's being very wiggly. Yeah. And, and I'm not quite sure what to do. I've grabbed the, I've grabbed one of his legs like a wrestling move. Can you? Um, what you? What I think? What I? I'm sure I saw this in the in the jungle. If you if you um, put your hand one hand. Up, yep. Put one hand over your mouth. And if I you, can't. The, well, I've got... the, the other hand, you pinch your nose and you blow, and it will sort of push. It will push backwards. I think that works. I, I'm, I'm scared of letting go of his leg because he might wriggle up. Okay, is there is your mum not there? No, there's no one there. Could you? Um, I think you might need to go to a neighbour's and get help. What? No, no, I'm not doing that. I think I've you. Got to up my bottom. Yes, I know. I think you might have to go next door to. How well do you know your neighbours? They think I'm weird after the Hoover. There's been rumours about the Hoover. Well, if they think you're weird, you've got nothing to lose. You might as well double down on, on hamster up the bum Well, hole. the alternative is the RSPCA. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to keep it between me three and us three, if that's all. Okay. By the way, can I ask, what's your favourite sandwich filling? But probably not the time for talking about that. No, just, I want to pass this on to Eamon. What's your, 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 your favourite sandwich filling? Um... Cheese? P- prawn. Prawn? Okay, pass it on to Eamon, please. Prawn. Prawn. Um, then maybe corks him out. Yeah, you could try that. Can you do the crab position? Because uh, I always well, do that when I've got trapped wind, and it really seems to force it out. Right, come on, Barry. Off we go. Right, the problem is when I've, I've stood up, I've, kind of, I've, yes. I've clenched him. Okay. Well. And he's getting a bit ferrety. Um, okay, well, David. Why do you put a carrot near it? Yes. What coke him out with a carrot? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah. But what you might have to do is you might have to push the carrot up your bum Just hole, a tip. Um, no. so that he because then he'll turn around in your gut, and he'll he'll get a real taste for it. 
And you should then be able to pull the carrot out and um, he'll be dangling on the end. I wouldn't use the carrot again afterwards. Um, oh, you could peel it. Well. Well, well lettuce still. Lettuce. Well, lettuce. If you can roll it up nice and tightly, yes. Come on, Barry. OK, we'll, we'll leave you to get on with that, uh, David. Thank you. Let's go to Rory. Hey, Rory in Northern Ireland, where this time next... This time in two weeks' time, we'll have been to Northern Ireland for the first time ever. Oh, yeah, brilliant. I'm looking forward to it. Will we, will we see you there, Rory? You'll see me there. I'll be there. I'll come in and talk to you and okay. shut up at the parts room and shut I, up. I think, it's, I think it's sold out, guys. I think Dublin is sold or Dublin has sold out. They're only small venues. But uh, Dublin has sold out and uh, Belfast has sold out. Um, the only show... We're doing Luton this Saturday. The only show that's not sold out is Bath, and that's selling out pretty darn quickly. So uh, go to ianlee.com slash events. Anyway, what have you got for us, Rory? Um, this It's now, like, 20 to, what, 11, and the news was meant to be on BBC One at uh, 10 o'clock. And do you know what's on the TV now instead of the news? Um, no. Football. Oh, Football, yeah. Chelsea versus Norwich City. Live coverage of the third round replay between Chelsea and Norwich City in the FA Cup. And it's it's meant to be news on at 10 o'clock. I know you appreciate this because you don't like football. I want to see the news. I and well, listen to show at the same time. Well, but the news wouldn't be on. The news wouldn't be on now. The news will have finished by now. Yeah, right? exactly. And the news it's, it's like half ten, and the news people, Fiona Bruce and them, are sitting, waiting patiently with their hands on their. Knees waiting on the flipping well, we can, football to finish. We can, can tell you. We can tell you the news. Catherine's a professional. Oh yeah, newsreader. Catherine, let's let's so give uh, Rory I'll, the I'll news. I'll just put in Google. I'll just put news. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Top, top stories. Here we go. Mm-hmm. But you do the bong. Bong. Bosses for Carillion. Oh, let's do it again. Bong. Bonuses for Carillion bosses are blocked. Bong. Careers to march under single united flag in Olympic Games. Bong. Pakistani humanists denied UK asylum after failing to identify Plato. Bong. No, that's it. That's the news. That, oh, that's it. Right. News, is, news is a boring, man. Who cares? I know, listen, if you're, you know, if you're working for them or if you know someone who's working for them, of course you care about it. But, but really, this Karelian story, I find it very, very hard. It is very boring. To, to get excited yeah. about Karelian. Yeah. Really, I really struggle to uh, mm. get my teeth into that one. It's a bit much, um, the, whole, the whole thing. Um, because why is it so boring? It's just because it's just it's impenetrable and yeah. so multifarious. And what, what a surprise. A, 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 um, a, um, a business with close ties to the government um, has gone bust and, you know, half a dozen people are walking away with millions of pounds and everyone else is screwed. I mean... Okay, you know it it sucks and it's horrible. But I, I've I've heard radio hosts um, on this station and others really trying to work up a sweat about it, and you can just hear people at home going, "Yeah, boring." You know, it, guys. You know, mm, it's terrible. It's a shame. Well, mm, you what's your favourite um, pizza topping? Um, I I had a great pizza in Australia. It was um, Perry Perry Chicken. Oh, yeah! It was it was, it was like a, a bespoke pizza place, not bespoke artisan, and um, yeah, Perry Perry Chicken. It was delicious, and I sat and watched the Chips movie. Oh, I had a great idea for a podcast. I had a great idea. I, I read my book. I wrote down loads of good ideas right when I was in Australia. Right, 
And I wrote down some good ideas for podcasts, I think. Well, I, I, I remember writing them down and thinking they were good. Mm. Um, here we go. Right. So the Chips movie. You know you know the TV series Chips, Rory? Oh, yeah, yeah, when, in the 80s. Yeah, with Officer Ponchorello. Da, 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 that was my da, first da, crush. Da, da, da. Eric Estrada. Love... Oh, God, I love him. Oh, mate, I love Eric Estrada. We, we should get him on the show. Let's get Eric Estrada on the show. He's, oh, he's still knocking around. I don't think I can speak. Um, and it's like, a, it's like one of those postmodern spoofs of an old TV show, like, like the Starsky and Hutch thing. So it's all, his tongue is in its cheek, right? But it's a lousy movie. But I paid $20 to watch it on my hotel TV, eating this peri-peri chicken, right? And it's, um, it's a pretty crappy movie, but there's some good bits in it. And I thought a really good podcast would be the Chips movie podcast, where every week, right, all you talk about is the Chips movie. Every week... You just talk about another aspect from the Chips movie. And you get, like, film critics on. And one week you go, we've got great news. We've got um, someone that was actually in the Chips movie. Um, we've got John. Oh. Now, if you, if you remember the scene where they, um, uh, the, the guy walks in, the copper walks in, and all the other coppers are there. This is the second copper from the end of the line. Now, he doesn't say anything, but I thought... And you do it properly. I thought that would be brilliant. You go into real, like, minute detail um, about... Chips. What do you reckon, guys? Is it is it a winner? Yes. Yeah, I think it's amazing. Okay, and then I thought, um, then I thought this is this is great, right? This is a great idea for a podcast, right? Each week it's a different theme, right? But you do it as though it is the sixty-second episode of that podcast series, right? And you do, <coughs> you're doing something quite niche in each episode. But by episode 62, you've really run out of steam. You've run out of ideas. So, so it'll be, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Um, hello and um, welcome to um, another look at um, the original series of The Crystal Maze. Series one with Richard O'Brien. This is episode 62. Uh, or no, it'll be even more. You, you, you make it really niche, and so it's like a, it's it's a whole podcast, like thirty-five minutes long, where it's just two hosts, a bit bored by by the subject, not really like. But every week you do a different you do a different subject. That, that's a funny one, isn't it? Yeah, that's a funny idea, and that's an idea what I had, Rory. Yeah, I think it's good if you have... It's better if you do podcasts and you have them about something. You can't just yeah. say, this is a podcast about my life. Yeah. Because that could lead to so many well, that's other about, things. That's about, chips movie. that's about something, though, isn't it? My, uh, yeah, but if it's about something... Because years ago on my local radio station, they had, this show, they had this show called This Place, and people talked about this place. Yes. And the, and the stories that came out of this place were very good because they, they ended up talking about lots of different things and things that happened in the place. But then they replaced it with this other show called My Story. Oh. And that, that then, you can imagine what you got then. You just got self, self-aggrandizing people coming on to talk about themselves because they thought they were special. Yeah. So I think you should always have subjects that are not necessarily about the person who's doing the thing or their life. You have, should be specific, and then you, will, then you will open up and expand your whole story then. Rory, thank you very much indeed. Oh, three, four. Well, actually, don't call in, because we've got loads of calls, and then we've got a guest on at 11. But they're a good idea for podcasts, aren't they? I'm writing to Eric Estrada. 
Are you? Hey, we, this is the world we live in, guys. Um, this is the Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Don't forget, you can watch. We had 17,500 viewers for Monday's show, and now we're down to 178. If you want to watch the show, periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. Periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. Or, of course, you can listen to us on DAB or by downloading the Talk Radio app. This is Talk Radio. The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. Um, let's go to Ewan in South Wales. Good evening, Ewan. Good evening. How are you doing, man? What you got for us? Um, I was just like to talk about the weather from last night to today. Okay. He's gone. Um, call you and back. See, maybe well, I don't know what happened there. Um, I do. <laughs> this is this is partly my my bad. Is I do say people can call in about anything, and then when they call in about stuff that I think is dull, I I, I'm, I go oh, and and I should instead embrace the fact that they have called in. And want to say something. He did that yesterday. He started talking to Rufus and the phone went down and then we called him back and then we had a conversation. Oh. I don't know whether he thinks he's talking to Sam again. Oh. So he was just briefing him. Oh, OK. Well, we'll soon okay. find out. What did, did he want to talk to, to talk to Rufus about the weather? No, it was about something else. I don't like it when Rufus fills in for me. Why? Because people say nice things about him on Twitter. It's funny. I, mm, I want someone... I want that... Um, that um, lousy American guy to do it again because people don't like him (laughs) and you always in this business you want when you're off you don't want anyone who is as good or possibly even better than you um, filling in for you because the listener gets a little bit and the bosses get a little bit and you go you get a little bit so um, when it's let's not get Rufus in again well what I'll do next time is I'll, I'll leave it till really late to phone in sick and then they'll have to get the American man. That's what they'll have to do. Uh, let's try Callum. Good evening, Callum. Evening, you all right? I'm, I've been better, Callum. How are you doing, buddy? I've been better, but getting there. Was, what's, that, what's going on in Callum's world? I've just had some personal problems. I don't want to talk about on radio, but... OK. I'm just letting things cycle, yeah. Well, I just hope your personal problems get... To, I'm having some personal problems as well. I guess that things are at the minute, isn't yeah, it? I just, it's be... just... Are you a Gemini? Virgo. Uh well, yeah, it's, that's close, isn't it? When is Virgo? September. Okay, so it's close. Oh, oh end of August. End yeah, because yeah. Gemini's um, early June, so that's close. So maybe there's just is something in our in our stars that that means we're going to have personal could upheaval. Maybe. Could, yeah. could be. Could be. Um, do you find yourself living in a in a lonely bedsit? On, you know, miles from anyone that loves you? Not miles, but I've got me on the flat. Okay. Okay. Well, you're, well then, you're, then you're then you're then you're you're doing better than me. So that's so you you should yeah. consider that a, a victory, young uh, yeah. young Callum. Yeah. What I'd like to talk. Yeah. Talk about the weather. No uh, oh. spirituality and infinite awareness. Oh, got oh. time quickly. Here we go. We've, uh, <laughs> You've got time quickly. We've got time to talk about spirituality. And infinite awareness, of course we have. What does infinite awareness mean? It means infinite awareness of all possibilities. Wow, and do you you have that? 
we all do, we all enlighten, but we all identify these days with body. But we're not the body. The body is a space that was biological computer for us to experience this reality, what science called visible light, which is no, no 0.5%, which we see a fraction of that compared to what exists in the universe. We're all consciousness. We're all, uh, we're all connected. Well, we are stardust, we are golden, and we've got to find our way back to the garden. Yeah. Does that tie that. in? Does that those lyrics from Woodstock, uh, written by Joni Mitchell, <laughs> performed by Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, does that tie in with what you're thinking? Yeah, it's getting his way back to the source and what. It, it's, it's, well, okay. Well, then let's take your premises read. How do we access this infinite knowledge? Some people, of course, the shaman, um, uh, not the pop group, would... Is Mr. C yeah, dead? I'm a bit fame? shamanic. I've got a bit of a shamanic person. Well, the shaman would, would, would recognise many different ways, including meditation, including um, the yeah. whirling dervish, uh, including um, intense prayer, and also including psychedelics and hallucinogens. Mm, DMT. That occurs naturally in his brain. It's a spirit molecule. The spirit with it, molecule. With it. Yeah. Now I've heard of this spirit molecule before, because you know here's the thing. Way. Here's the thing, right? When you die, right? Mm. Everybody, everybody is whether they do a death. Forget the death poo, right? Oh God! When you die, this is a fact. You are twenty-one grams lighter than when you were alive. That's yeah, a fact. Soul's, yeah, your soul's left the body. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Catherine is 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 um, doing a uh, Quincy face. I swear to God that is true. I know. Well, Google it. Have you ever done you that levitation to... trick? Um, open your mind to possibilities. Let's open your mind up to the possibilities. Well, you know the the levitation trick where you it's like relaxation, and all of a sudden you can lift someone up with two fingers. Oh, I thought you meant the thing when you've got um, um, a blanket over you and you put shoes Fake on broomsticks. <laughs> I've done that. No, the one where you have someone Two lying fingers. down on the floor yeah. and you try and lift them <laughs> up with with, with a, like a finger under yeah, like, around. Up and their you can't. Hole. No, not you don't have to have any no, purchase. Yeah, she's getting a little bit personal, aren't you, Callum? You guys yeah, yeah, always do. Sure you just you just place it very gently underneath. It doesn't have to get any purchase. All right, I'm Kevin sure Spacey. I'm sure you do. And yeah. then yes, yeah, I bet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Miss jo- Jones. Out, anyway, and you can't uh, lift them up. And Miss Jones. And then you and then you kind of do this like chant. I bet you do, Miss. <laughs> and then it's and then they relax. So All right, like, Harvey Weinstein. So then hashtag me too. You can lift them up. I'm not making light of sexual assault. You are. I'm well. No. I don't. I realise that, and I don't well. mean to. Callum did. But what's well. that got to do with the 21 grams of the soul? I think it's about rela- I think it's about the relaxation oh, of the muscles. I, what, no, so no, no, you, that's, that's when you've left your body. 21 grams of soul. Yes. To do with. I've okay. had 21 grams of soul. If you let me know when you need the studio, I've got 21 grams of four. Oh, that makes, makes a whole difference. Kettle of fish, which I don't want to in any way implicate the So Solid crew. Um, but, well, some of it. Anyway. Yes, Mr. C is still alive. Good for him. Despite <laughs> the, the abuse. Despite his best efforts. Um, so, yeah, so basically what we're saying is the soul weighs 21 grams. I'm not saying this. Well, you should do because it's, it's, it's a fact. No. You've tried to tie it in with a We've cheap parlour trick. I'm talking about the relaxation of the muscles. We're talking about our souls. Me and Callum are talking about our souls, aren't we, Callum? Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about our souls. Not talking about your soul, we're talking about our souls. The heart and soul, all-knowing. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, Callum, I've really oh, enjoyed really. talking about our souls with you. You've given me a lot to think about. I've got to go because we've got Jimmy Webb coming on, but we'll talk. maybe we'll talk another day. Yeah, all right. Thank uh, you. Thank you, mate. Yeah. You didn't give him the respect he deserved. I did. None. That's a very, uh, you're a very cruel woman. Um, Simon, Richard, Gary and Ewan, um, you can hang around or, or you can, if you can, um, not, I don't know. We've got Jimmy Webb coming on. I've got no idea how long we've got with him. Could be a brief one. You know, I mean, Loudon Wainwright was, was a tense old chat. I enjoyed it, but it was tense. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Jimmy will let you know when he's done. Yes, I think he'll just put the phone down. I'm done here, boy. Putting the phone down. Um, so let's see. I'm 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 thrilled, um, uh, but I'm also a little bit nervous because you just never know with these guys. Uh, this is the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Right, listen, we, everyone knows that song. If you don't know that song, you shouldn't even be listening to this show because I haven't educated you properly. But that version, I saw that when I was on Australia and I watched the Country Music Awards. And it's this group I'd never heard of who are now one of my favourite groups and I'm devouring all of their albums, Little Big Town. Uh, and it was, it was played as a tribute to Glen Campbell and it was uh, written by, of course, and the guy playing the piano then. He's on the phone now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jimmy Bloody Webb. <laughs> hey, man, how are you doing? <laughs> Hey, Ian, uh, thank you. Thanks for playing that. Yeah, um, I just have to say, you know, that I was so uh, overwhelmed by Little Big Town. I I wasn't familiar with them, but they are just a powerhouse. I mean, they are just amazing vocally. I... I, uh, I couldn't believe how much talent was there. I'd never heard of them before, Jimmy. And then when I saw that they were doing that, I thought, oh, good luck. Good luck with that, guys. That's a, that, you, you know, if you're doing it as a tribute to Glenn, you've got to pull up with something special out of the hat. And man alive, the noise those four voices make together, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. I, I think it's kind of almost unearthly it's there's mm. something a little bit superhuman going on there the blend the blend is so good and um the first thing i asked them was are you guys brothers and sisters yeah <laughs> yeah that's what i thought because it's, but, it's uh, that's the kind of that's the kind of sound that you get this is what this is I, I read a theory about this and it makes sense why the beach boys sound so good because they're all related they're all brothers and cousins and there's something in the dna that that the voice is just kind of fill in the gaps well they're not they're they met in college and they sort of they uh, apparently they they sang for the first time together in one of the girls uh, living rooms at home and you know look that's that's what we that's what i like to see i like to see you know uh, young young people coming up with you know just loads of talent and, and i like to hear them doing jimmy webb songs <laughs> I bet your bank balance <laughs> likes them doing Jimmy Webb Real songs as well. Um, now, listen, you have, you have worked with... So, you know, you talk about the vocal blend, and you've worked with some of the best singers in the world, and let's be honest, some of the singers that perhaps needed more coaching than others. Uh, but you, you, of course, famously worked with um, The Fifth Dimension, who me and, and Kath uh, here, we're, we're huge fans of The Fifth Dimension. What were those guys like to work with? You know, we were all kids together. Yeah. Um, we're all about, you know, the same age. I remember that Marilyn McCoo who eventually married Billy Davis, their voices stand out to me as, as uh, without being pejorative, as, as clearly the strongest in the group. Mm. And I tended to sort of settle on them for when I wanted leads. But the group was a very dem- uh, democratic affair. I was to find out that, uh, you know, in working with them, that they really sh- wanted to share the burden of singing. And so... That's what we ended up doing. I think that their sound was quite powerful and unique. Uh, there was there was nothing like it at the time, and uh, 
you know, God knows, I mean, they went out and had hits with all kinds of other writers. I mean, Laura Nero and and uh, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice. I mean, uh, they they showed that they could transcend my my gifts and and you know create tremendous career for themselves and i i have to uh you know just add as a as, a, as an asterisk you couldn't meet a nicer bunch of kids in yeah. the world you know i i remember when marilyn mccoo quit her day job at the may company which is a a department store yeah. in los angeles and we were also happy that day because that kind of meant that we were going somewhere um, we should say, you're coming over here, um, you're only doing one show, I think, February the 1st at the Roundhouse in London, which is an amazing, amazing venue. Um, and also, it, I, 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 I've got to recommend your autobiography, Jimmy, The Cake and the Rain, because I had oh, it. Oh, thank you so much, oh, well, it, Thank you. Also, it, it's not the book I expected. I, I had a, I've got a big pile of books, right, that I've got to catch up on. And your your book, I'll be honest, was there for a while. And um, I was going away, and I thought, oh, I'll take this, I'll take this with me. It was not the book I expected at all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something, and I, I hope you'll take it in the way it's meant. You were nuts, man. You were, you were, as a young man, and you talk about it, you talk about the drugs, you talk about the insanity, you talk about the money, but you, I get the impression that you, as a young man, with all of this success coming from the songwriting, that you went crazy, didn't you? Well, um, you know, I was a bad Baptist minister's son, and uh, the first... Until my mother died when I was 16 in 1964, that's that's the year I graduated high school. Mm. I don't know what the English equivalent of high school is exactly, but it's secondary school. Yeah, so you were like 16, 17. Yeah, I was 16 when she died, and uh, I had uh, been in very tight harness for many, many, many years. We uh, all of us kids. I had four siblings. We all lived in a gof- goldfish bowl. We were all observed 24 hours a day. Our behavior, every single move we made. Uh, money was tight, you know, and uh, so we we were just, you know, a little bit. Uh, I would say naive in many many ways. I will I will cop to that. Uh, and all of a sudden, I'm on my own. I'm 17 years old. I have a little bit of luck. And by the time I'm 19 years old, there's money rolling in that uh, I had never conceived of. I never, I didn't even know people made that much money. And uh, all of a sudden, um, there were no rules. Mm. There were there were basically no rules, and I sort of experienced that phenomenon that is very prevalent in show business where a person of, of notoriety will become surrounded by a bubble of secondaries, of, of people who facilitate and really enable. And we just see that over and over and over. You know, um, I talk about Elvis in the book. Elvis is a perfect perfect example of somebody who was surrounded by a kind of bubble of of, of human consciousness. To you know, yeah. I think that that our president, I think that our, our President Trump, is surrounded by a kind of artificial world that's created by other people. So, anyway, you get into this 
frame of mind that you can do no wrong and that uh, you're going to have the time of your life and damn the torpedoes kind of thing. Yeah. And and you meet up with a, a, a couple of, you know, similarly uh, oriented cohorts like, uh, you know, Harry Nielsen and Derek Taylor, uh, and that's all you need to, you know, sort of, well, I think it was Danny Hutton who said that Harry Nielsen was a ride. Yeah. <laughs> and he, of course, he was he was referencing a ride in an amusement park. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, it, at first I wasn't into drugs, but I, uh, you know, once cocaine came, you know, into the picture, I think there was just, it was so pervasive. I talk about how it, how it sort of infected almost everybody mm. and from the from the from the guys in the trenches right up to the guys at the top of these big companies everybody was snorting this cocaine so yeah and i i went to, you know i went through it and i i came to uh my senses the hard way because i overdosed on not on any kind of drug that i intended to take but on something that was basically very dangerous, called PCP. And, this is this uh, is the thing at the end of the book when you and Harry kind of Harry Nielsen kind of go for I it. I took it by mistake. Yeah, uh, we both took it by mistake, and it just about offed us both. And you couldn't remember I had how to very, play. Very difficult moment. I'm, I'm not going to go into all the details no. because I think that, I think that uh, you know we we have other things to talk oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yes, I. You know, it's it's a, it's. It's a sort of a familiar story. Is there going to be is there going to be a second volume of the book? Because it you you, you I, it's so delicious and honestly, I, I you know I, it it's a joy to read and I'm passing my copy around to everyone I know. Is there going to be a second volume of it? Well, I'm I'm I definitely have that volume in me, and I think that the the story that comes out of that book, which ends rather abruptly, yeah. It ends before I I was married, quite young. I had six children, and 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 there were a lot of hit records to come, and a lot of personalities that I really didn't get to explore in that book uh, because they they confined me in their you know in their wisdom. My publishers confined me to one hundred and twenty five thousand words. <laughs> uh, I had written three hundred thousand words. Oh man! So. So much of it ended up on the cutting room floor that that I I sort of have a an itch to to go back to the well and and say, but just a minute. There's <laughs> 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 just one more thing I want to say. I tell you the thing I get from the from the book. There's kind of like the the, the theme that runs through it is obviously you were a huge songwriter, and you know you were having these huge hits up up and away and all of you know these these the Macarthur Park these big hits for other people. But there's that that theme of you wanting to be taken seriously as a performer. You wanted to be not just the songwriter. You wanted to be a singer songwriter. Um, and do you ever get uh, how how are you with that now? Looking back on your career, and of course you've released loads of albums and you know lots of wonderful albums. But do you ever feel frustrated that it is people? You know, it's Glenn Campbell. It's it's um, you know it's other people that got the credit for singing your songs, and you didn't get recognized, perhaps, as the performer that you wanted to be? Well, I, I think of it as a, 
that's very clear to me that I've spent my whole life pounding my head on a gigantic, you know, Hadrian's wall. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, that's a little bit frustrating because uh, I'm working on my next solo album. I, I, I don't expect many sales, but I'm working on my next solo album. Um, you know, uh, there's there's some frustration, but there's not any real yeah. pain. Uh, you know, I I got to make the records that I wanted to make, and, and uh, the critics were always very, very kind to me and encouraging. And and my my peers would always show up and sing on my records, and it, it was always like, Jimmy's making a record. Let's all go over and and from Graham Nash to David Crosby to Harry to whoever, everybody mm-hmm. was. Everybody would be there in the studio trying to help me do this. Um, I think that uh, I was judged fairly harshly when I first came on the scene because. For that, for the very reason that I worked with such great singers, mm. you know, uh, I mean, Glenn Campbell was a singer that comes along like once every hundred years. Yeah, uh, Linda Ronstadt, I could say the same thing about her. Uh, and then there were pure magical legends like Mr. Sinatra, Barbara Streisand, uh, you know. Uh, B.J. Thomas was no slouch. I mean, everybody that recorded me uh, was a great singer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, um, so here I'm. I'm Artie Garfunkel. You know, I mean, we had a we had a number three record in the United States. His, his voice isn't that bad, is it, Art Garfunkel? He can, he can oh, knock out a tune or two. Like a choir boy. Yeah, I know. Um, and, and especially at that time, he sang, you know, sang absolutely. Mm. I mean, he, he was a pure tenor. Here's the thing. Let uh, me say, let me say to the people listening at home. If listen, if you, if you've not got a Jimmy Webb album, if you go on Amazon now, you can buy the. There's a box set of the first five Jimmy Webb albums. There, it's a tenor. It's a tenor, and they are all a treat. It's worth it just for the Moon's a Harsh Mistress, the album produced by George oh, Martin. Oh, God. I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I wanted to dive into that album first, but I, I listened to them in order because I'm a, I'm a bit anal like that. But when you get the George Martin album, uh, the, uh, the strings, the arrangements, oh, God, that must have been a thrill working with him. Well, you know, this, this is a guy who, uh, I don't know, I, I, I was probably anticipating for a decade that there might be a moment when I would just get an opportunity to shake his hand and say, you know, I I just want to thank you for, you know, for lighting the way, Yeah, really, uh, because he did so much to bring orchestration and diversity in terms of ethnicity and uh, all kinds of, um, you know, new uh, novel ideas about arranging into the rock and roll sphere and made, in my opinion, made so much of what the Beatles wanted to accomplish, made it possible for them. Um, And uh, I, I just think none of it would have happened without him and i and i i don't take anything away from the lads i'm just saying george was really they were lucky 
they were lucky to meet him. Oh, weren't they? So I mean, he, I, he added I, he added that he he you know they would go up to him and say, "I want you know." John Lennon would go in one day and say, "I want it, I want um, the sound of a thousand monks chanting," and George Martin <laughs> yeah. would would kind of come up with it. You know, <laughs> yeah, brilliant, he, brilliant. He well, he he uh, George and 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 the lovely. A lovely, uh, gifted you know, Jeff Emmerich, mm. Jeff Emmerich. Um, you know, I mean, I think they were saddled many times with with doing the impossible, and they just consistently sort of delivered yeah. the impossible. I, I don't know how they did that, um, but to get to walk into the studio with George and say, you know, he's all mine, <laughs> <laughs> and I get to make this record with him was just. It was like for me, you know, everything has been anticlimactic. Yeah, the album, the album was called. We had such a great time together. We were we were model airplane builders, and we would spend some of the downtime <laughs> in the studio, like folding up model airplanes, and and having contests. And he would always win oh, because man. all of his stuff was always so immaculately, perfectly engineered. And as as a man, as a gentleman, as a mentor, as a father figure. Um, when I was doing El Mirage with him... That's the name of the going, album, El Mirage. Sorry, I got the, the title wrong. El Mirage is the I, album. And I was still doing, you know... I was, I, was, I was supposed to be straight, but I was still, still sort of nipping out and getting a little bit of coke every once in a while. Every time I did it, I'd feel guilty because I thought, I'm not giving it my best. That's not... You know, I, I, if I could go back and redo something, I would go back and clean myself up for that album. Yeah. Because I really think that he deserved more from me, mm. uh, and and uh, as as it was, I I think the album you know stands up pretty well. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's always lo- oh, beautiful. We, so many albums in those days were fueled with with alcohol and 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 and, and other you know other exotic substances. Um, but the, nothing would ever diminish the experience. The thing about uh, cocaine is, right, and I speak with a little bit of experience of, of you know, the, the drug use and, and um, you know, recovery, but it is such an uncreative ju- drug. It, 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 there, it has no positive creative side effect to it. Yeah, it's just so angry. Mm. But it will keep you up, you know, it will keep you up all night and... and um, the whole culture of the studio, I mean, just to digress a minute, you know, the whole culture of the studio in those days was just to live in the studio. Yeah. I mean, you lived in there, and you wrote in there, and you argued, and you whatever you did, you sort of did in there. Uh, and, and, of course, we don't, we don't have budgets like that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jimmy. You may, listen. You mentioned the new album. How how do you do an album now? Because you're right. The, the the days of you know right. You've got five million dollars. You can get the best session musicians. You can you can go and record it. You know, on an island in the Caribbean. You could. That, those yeah, days are yeah, gone. Yeah. So how do you do? How do which, you do it which, now? Which, by the way, none of that ever helped the records at all. No, of but, course not. Uh, uh, my last two records I made down in Nashville, and they were very, very good records. One of them was called uh, Just Across the River, and one was called Still Within the Sound of My Voice. And they're as good as anything I ever did in my life. Uh, uh, and we we went down there, we cut we cut the tracks in two days, and we put about a month on post-production. And we brought... 
I'm talking about Fred Mullen, who's really, you know, an ace mm. um, from from Nashville, and they don't waste any time down there. And and uh, so, I mean, we would crank out three or four tracks a day, wow. and wasted no time. And, and I think brought both albums in for around forty grand. Wow. So, you know, I mean, that's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that a lot of artists have, have sort of resigned themselves, whatever their status may have been or is. Um, you know, there's there are, there's a large percentage of the artists out there who want to make records who are really being thrown back on their own resources. And they just have to figure out how to make the records themselves. And if I want to use strings, I'm probably going to have to pay for them and... And, uh, you know, it depends on what I'm able to negotiate with the record company up front. But certainly, I mean, they don't spend like they used to. Yeah. Um, and, the, uh, the show February the 1st at the Roundhouse, it's such a lovely venue. I've seen so many great shows there. And me, me and Kath are hoping to pop along for the beginning of the show. We'll have to nip out early because we've got to come back and do this nonsense. Well, I'm, I'm honoured to be there. I know that it means a great deal yeah. to be asked to, to even be invited to play there. It's a great venue, and uh, what I, from what I can gather online, uh, and what I'm seeing in the pictures and, and such, is that it's a stunning uh, venue. Yeah. What what what, so what can I'm, we expect? Is you know, it? I'm ready for them. You know, I'm always ready for the Brits. <laughs> well, they love uh, you. What what is it? Is it is it just you and a piano? Is there a band? What's what's the deal? It's just me. It's just me and the. And the piano and uh, and my wit. Yeah, these are, and these amazing songs, man. Listen, I could talk to you. And, and, and my voice, which is a hell of a lot better than it used to be. <laughs> good. Well, your voice was always good. I was, uh, listen, I could talk to you all night, Jimmy. I'm going to let you go, but I, I can't let you go without... We've got, we've got to talk about Glenn Campbell. I, I, I'm a huge Glenn Campbell fan. I saw him live. Right. I saw him live four or five times. I was kind of teased at school in the 80s because, you know, they were into whatever the 80s bands were. And I was banging on about the monkeys and Glenn Campbell. Um, and I was lucky enough to interview him um, a, a couple of times. Uh, just, you know, a, a, an amazing voice. Also, an amazing, amazing guitarist. What that man could do with a guitar in his sleep, it doesn't bear thinking about, does it? Well, he was he was known, I suppose, in a, in a, a bit off-the-cuff fashion. He was very well known to people like Paul McCartney and Eric Clapton. Mark Knopfler, uh, young Keith Urban in Australia came up and uh, really, you know, you have guys out there like Vince Gill and people who who knew who knew who the guitar players were, and Glenn was rated very, very close to the top yeah. always. It was, um, uh, you know, I kind of cried when he died. I shed a little tear. There's also there was also kind of. Um, uh, you know, a slight relief because I know the last few years were, weren't particularly kind to him and his family. Um, last year was very, very tough. Was it? Was it? Yeah, I can imagine. I, I think that there was, to, to put it as not as kindly with as much compassion as I can, that there was a kind of sigh of relief. Yeah, and I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel that that should be a shocking remark. I mean, for no. for anyone out there who's dealt with uh, Alzheimer's on a close up. You know, personal basis. I mean, this is a rough, rough road for the 
for the family and the caregivers in a situation like this. It gets worse and worse, and and it, and it wasn't getting any better for Glenn. Mm. And I, 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 I hated most seeing my seeing my friend and my colleague and someone who's left a tremendous abyss in, in, in my life on his departure, but I hated to see him going through the, um, uh, the, the, just the experience mm. that he was going through. Oh, it's such, you know, such a big... The thing that struck me when I met him was how big he is. He's really tall, and the most amazing eyes. His really clear blue eyes. It was delightful. Um, Jimmy, listen. I, I think in, that in retrospect, we we've learned to appreciate him a great deal. Oh more God, than we did. Yeah, no, no, totally, totally. And it, uh, the the, the outpouring—I mean, the outpouring of love after he passed was amazing. I always think we it should. It was amazing. I always think though we should show love to these people before they die. You know, and we should. Yes, sir. We should I just agree with you. shake their hand and say thank you so much for all the work you've put in. Uh, Jimmy, listen. Um, February the first, the Roundhouse in London. I'm going to tweet the links. Uh, we're gonna, right. I'm going to let you go, Jimmy. I tell you what, though, um, we're going to play, play an ad break. When we come back, pick any song of yours, any song of yours, whether a version that you've done or a version that someone else has done, and we will play it at some point this evening. What, what, what would you like us to play from your vast back catalogue? Uh, I don't know. Why don't you play All I Know by Artie Garfunkel? Beautiful. We'll do it, Jimmy. Hey, listen, man, thank okay. you so much. Safe travels, and we'll see you All soon. Right. Thank you thank so you. much, man. God thank you. bless Ian. Thank you. Thank you, Leslie. Jimmy Webb, ladies and gentlemen, I'm standing up, I'm mopping my brow because that is, you know, that man has been so important uh, in my musical soundtrack. Fantastic. Honestly, those first five albums, a tenor on Amazon. You can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong with those. Um, and he's playing at the Roundhouse on the 1st of February. If you can go, for goodness sakes, fight to get a ticket. And also, while, while we're selling, get his book... The Cake and the Rain. Honestly, it is unlike any rock autobiography you have ever read. Um, the phone lines are open. 0344 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Neon lit night talk for torch singers, trolley dollies and train wrecks like me. Mm. Never know just where the conversation will take you. What I'm going to say sounds ridiculous. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, man alive. We'll play the Art Garfunkel song after midnight. <clears throat> that was great, wasn't it? That was Jimmy Webb, Kath. We've said Jimmy Webb on the line. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. I bet people are tweeting me about um, this Nintendo Lab. Nintendo Labo. Yeah, I tweeted it because I thought you'd like that. It, so it's so it's a thing for the Switch, but you can make things out yeah, of it. Yeah, like robots and stuff. Flipping heck. I'm, I am into the Nintendo Labo. That is happening, baby. That is happening. Um, I always feel a little bit um, <clears throat> like I want to go home after an interview like that. Because, yeah, we, you know, we're not going to top that. It, I mean, absolutely superb. Um, just a wonderful uh, human being and a great artist. And I, I love him. Um, oh, yeah, Russell's, Russell Mail from Sparks was supposed to be on last night, and because I was off sick, he um, isn't. The news that's unbongoed is that Sparks are doing three concerts in the United Kingdom in May. <gasps> and um, uh, Russell will hopefully be on later this week, if not this week, next week. Next week, we've got They Might Be Giants coming on, and hopefully next week, um, but maybe the week after, we've got Joel Domit coming on as well, which will be wonderful, because I'm going to cultivate him as a friend. 
Please do. I'm going to cultivate him as a friend. Um, so he was really nice about you. Yes, I know. And I, I met him a couple of times briefly in Australia, and he was very nice, and I gave him my phone number. Then I heard nothing. I thought, pa. And then he messaged me, I forgot, a couple of days ago, saying, do you want to go out for some food one day? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to. And, and then I, uh, we'll, we'll get him on the show anyway. Um, so that will be nice. Um, that's it for guests, I think, isn't it? So far. So far, so good. Because we did say we were going to rain back yes, on yes, the guests. Did. Yes, but, but, then... we, but, no, but we're, doing, we're going back to the old school thing of getting people that we really, really yeah, like. Exactly. Which is always the intention. And the ones we've got are absolute corkers. Yeah, oh, man. Um, I'm on Loose Women again tomorrow, but I'm doing, I'm doing silliness. I have to dress up as though I'm on the beach. Well, you did the slide, so there's a precedent <sighs> there. <laughs> um, um, they wanted me to take in a Hawaiian shirt... And colourful shorts. I said, well, I don't have those things. She just said my dad's got, like, loads of Hawaiian shirts. Well, they're going to supply me with a Hawaiian shirt, and um, I'm going to supply my shorts. I'm I'm giving away a holiday to the Mauritius Islands. To Mauritius. Do I say the Mauritius or Mauritius? Mauritius. Mauritius. The the Maldives, Mauritius. Can you fiddle it so I win it? No, I can't do that. I'm fiddling it so that I win it. <laughs> um, so I'm doing that, and that that'll be uh, fun. But can I just say for everyone going, oh, Ian Lee's turning his back on radio and doing it? No, 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 no. I've, I've said this, and I mean this most sincerely. Having just signed a new two-year contract here, um, this is this is my bread and butter. The TV work is gravy, uh, but the, but my bread and butter upon which that gravy is poured is uh, is the radio. This is my job, and everything else is is lovely. And I've got loads of stuff coming up. I've got loose women. I'm filming some stuff for Good Morning Britain. I'm doing the one show. <laughs> I'm doing the one show. Um, I'm going to be on a Radio 4 panel show. All of this is happening in the next three weeks. But other than that, it's really drying other up. Other than that, it's, it's you know, it's it's um, it's drying up. I'm, I'm meeting with some people about a documentary about going to Pakistan. All, all kinds of stuff, man. Um, but uh, but 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 this is this is my job, you know. And I've got a day off on February the eighth, I think. And I'm thinking of taking a week off in March because I'm knackered. And um, but yeah, this is this is the, this is the job. This is it, and um, and I'm, I'm thrilled. We might well let's talk about that later. Let's go to these calls. Ewan's back. Good evening, Ewan. Good evening, e- Ewan. We lost we lost you. What happened? Uh, I'm my signal. Oh, Ewan. Oh, Ewan. Who's army? You you wanted to talk about the? I believe it was about the. Um, it was about the political situation in America. Was that right? No, about my trip tomorrow, canoeing. Your trip to Norway? No, canoeing. Going canoeing tomorrow. Oh, canoeing. Oh, flipping it. Do you know what? Here's the thing. I, I've been canoeing twice. I hated it. I hated it. I'll tell you why I hated it, right? Because I don't like being wet. I don't like wearing, you know, that material that cagoules are made of. What is that material? Waterproof. Yeah. Gore-Tex. I don't like... Well, I don't think it was Gore-Tex in the 80s. Um, and I also don't like... In, in wet, cold rivers, and all rivers, all rivers anywhere in the world are, are wet, and they are cold. And it's going to be extremely cold in a Welsh river tomorrow, Ewan. What are you thinking? Well, it's not to me, it's the people that I'm going with drive me into it. Oh. Just before Christmas, we went for cave walking, oh. and it was, it was an old railway track underneath a tunnel. Yeah, and it's like the engines went right and out of it. It's like river now, so oh. practically just before Christmas, I had to walk through a river. So God knows tomorrow be like ten. Hang on, are you, hang on. I'm, did you say because it's not the greatest of lines or mouths? Are you saying that the old train line has now become a river? 
Yes. It was the train track was there years and years ago back in World War Two, but now is an an you can walk is a famous walk way and it's like a river and we walked around with the college just before okay. Christmas and it was freezing. Yeah. Well, and, it, and now you're gonna go in the water tomorrow, you muppet. What are you thinking? I know I've been braved into it. I don't wanna do it. But well, they like Don't do it. They say, they say colder the better. What the, what who says that? Who's I tell you says that? Perverts, masochists, deviants, weirdos, yeah. offenders. Yeah, I don't want to do it. I, I might just—they said just go and see if you want to do it. Don't it's do it! Not... I'm telling you, you're listen. You, how old are you, Ewan? Seventeen. Seventeen. Right. Listen, it's your body. Um, stranger danger. Um, yeah. No touching below the pants. Um, you <laughs> are in control of your body and your life. Don't do it because you will hate it. I'll just sit on the side and watch them. I wouldn't even Don't do even that. Go, they'll coax you. Yeah. Feign illness. Yeah. Well, I don't think I can afford to miss time off, as I've had a lot of time off lately. Well, hang on. So you're saying this is this is a compulsory lesson as part of your college? Well, no, not really. Um, we do a fitness, and we've got to do fitness stuff. Fitness but stuff. But going to one is not really a thing. I think he just wants to mix it up a bit. To have a bit, so we go out more instead of doing the paperwork aside. Yeah. Oh, man. It sounds like a nightmare. It really does sound absolutely awful. And if I were you, I would would feign sickness. I think your human rights are being infringed. Yeah, like like I said, with the river thing just before Christmas, that was a part of it. And we've been geocaching as well, which I don't find interesting. So, for the listeners, I'll tell you what geocaching is. Yeah, is when you have an app on your device and you set your postcode where you are and they'll send you a map where you've got to go to these different places around your hometown and you've got, you'll find this magnet doesn't it, with a piece of paper inside and you write your name and the date you was there. Yeah. And then you go and find the next one. Oh, so it's like treasure hunting for numpties? Well, it's like Pokemon yeah. Go without the fun. Yeah, really, basically. I'm just watching the video. I'm just watching the video for this Nintendo Labo. It looks awesome, doesn't it? Flipping it, it looks incredible. Well, yeah, you still do have the phone, that, like the Pokemon Go. It's just you're not actually using it. You have to use for the geocaching. You have to use your phone to map around to find it. Yeah. And then obviously, let but this is the thing where you find it. And then it's, but all it is is like a box, and you open it, and it says you found it. You put your name in it, and then you put your name in it, isn't it? Yeah, because we we and they put them in silly places, like dangerous places. Because we actually opposite the college, there is um, a, a railway station, yeah. linked to Cardiff Central, which is quite popular. Oh. And it is it is literally you've got the train, you've got a fence, and then the train. I'm saying, but yeah, you've got a map just off. Yes, what? I think it's quite dangerous having it right by the railway Isn't station, it? which is in use. Isn't it? Well, um, stranger danger. Yeah. I love that phrase, stranger danger. Yeah, imagine imagine me the person who came up with the phrase stranger danger. I bet, I bet it was a pervert, actually, who uh, came up with it. My mum bought me a record about um, Say No to Strangers. There was a song. Shut up. There was a song. Well, hang on a minute. There say was... no to strangers. Say no, 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 no. And it had, like, um, a recorder solo in it. You are... Yeah. Kidding and what me. I find as well, I make a joke. If I'm around with people and they are going, and they keep texting me, and I don't want them to text me, I'm like, "Can you stop texting me, please? Who are you? I don't even know you." 
I just pretend I don't know the person. I clearly do. I could have oh, I, I see what I, you do. Incredible. I say I, I don't even know you. Can you stop texting me, please? Hang on. <laughs> is this is this the say no to strangers uh, song? Hang on. <laughs> I think the, it is. No, that's the bloke from um, that's Duncan from um, Victoria Woods. Yes, he's not a stranger. I'd get in his car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's we'll, not a song. We'll find the. Oh, hang on. Is this it? Hang on a minute. Hang on. This might be it. Hang yeah. on. Hang on. Say no. We'll find. We'll find the "Say No to Strangers" song in a minute. You and just remember, "Say No to Strangers." Thanks very much indeed. Well, I'm glad we sorted that young man out. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. A star-crossed soapbox for Sailor Boys, oh. Stable Girls... Oh, I'm on the end. ..and Stripper Grands. It depends who you with and it depends on the situation. Late Night Speech Radio, with a difference. Thank you! The Late Night Alternative, with Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Safe and keep you well A stranger's someone you don't know Away with them you never go I would suggest the way they go No, 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 no Is quite coquettish, isn't it? <laughs> I just sing that Here's the problem with, with kids' choirs is you can't really he- understand the words. The diction. You can't... Well, this is what they're telling them not to get involved with. Um, you can't really understand the words. This is the song, the Stranger Danger song. No, no, no. Say no, no, no from 1983. Hang on, see, see what advice this copper is. This is a real copper, by the way. They've got to mention puppies, haven't they? Now then, boys and girls, oh. I want to look after you all and keep you safe. Get stuff, pervert! Just say no to what we're saying. That will make us all happy, won't it, eh? How do we know he's a copper? How do we... You can buy those police uniforms. He's got a whistle. Uh, well, that's true, actually. You, you, you can't get those whistles just about anywhere. Uh... I can't understand what they're saying. Short or tall, thin or fat. Okay, well, um, oh, I stopped it, which is in some ways a blessing. But <laughs> if to play outside you go, make sure your mother or father know. Hang on. If to play outside you go, why is he speaking in oldie worldy English? Was he Shakespeare or something? If to play outside you go, make sure your mother and father know. Get <laughs> stuffed, you old nonce. PC Yoda. Yay. Yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> play on your own, especially in the park, and get back home before it's dark. Say no, strangers. Say no, 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 no. 
Now, then we're going to get the B-side. Do you know what the B-side is? Not say yes to strangers. <laughs> it's the instrumental version. Oh, yeah, I do know that. It's the instrumental <laughs> version. Because it had though. the words with it, so you could sing along. Uh, Early karaoke. Here we go. Say no to strangers. Say no, 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 no. Say no to strangers. Don't, don't tell them where to go. Fact or thing, young or right, black or white, yeah, like that. Say no to strangers. Say no, 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 no. Here's the thing, I'm a copper, and I speak like Yoda, I do. Don't get in a car with a pervert, otherwise they might do something awful to you. Say no to strangers, say no... no. Well, the thing is, as we're learning with this, this bizarre and horrific story in California, it ain't strangers. It, it's not, it shouldn't be stranger danger, it should be family family. Doesn't quite work. That family in America, I mean, gosh, I, I, I hate to say it, it's going to make an incredible film. Wow. Um, as they often do. Um, but I am fascinated by um, abduction cases, as you know. Fritzel, um, Natasha Kampusch is my favourite. What if we get Natasha Kampusch on the show? Probably not now, I've just said that it's my favourite story. But um, I'm fact, let's see if we can get Natasha Kampusch on. For those who don't know, she was kidnapped, I think. Um, I, I, I can't, it's a long time since I read the book. I think she was kidnapped at 14. She was held for 10 years um, by this guy. And she escaped. Um, and um, she then bought the house. Did think, he leave it to her? He left it to her, Maybe. He? She lives there. She lives in the because house. Because when she ran away, he killed himself, didn't he? I can't quite remember the details. But apparently the Fritzel um, woman wanted to move back into the house. There's there's something they are drawn... The, the familiar, captains are drawn to the, to the houses. Um, and, uh, yeah, and this this story in in California, uh, just south of San Francisco, it, it's 59 miles southeast of San Francisco, I happen to know, um, yeah, it's fascinating. Mm. And the pictures of... 13 children. Yeah, between the ages of 2 and 29. And this is the thing, I think, that is the fascinating part... These things happened in built-up areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The neighbours didn't suspect a thing. Yeah. Very strange. Um, Awful. Uh, yeah. Good evening, Kadir. Hi, Ian. Hi. Oh, blimey, I was just drinking some water. OK, well, we'll um, come back to you when you finish. Good evening, Anna. Hi, Ian. Hey, Anna. Good to hear that you're feeling better tonight. Well, I'm feeling a little bit... Um, I'm a little bit lightheaded, but I'm 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 not I've not got liquid coming out of my uh, my mouth or my anus. Gosh. So Oh that's that's always good. That's a win. That's a win for me, Anna. <laughs> can I can I just check? Um, is the Say No to Strangers song still playing or have I gone mental? It's uh, no, we stopped it about we stopped it about four minutes ago. Right. Well, I'll deal with that later. That's okay. fine. Okay. <laughs> um so I was wondering if you've heard about this guy that's created his own edit of the new Star Wars film. Oh no, I hadn't. Is it how has he somehow managed to make that boring film good? <laughs> um, I, no, I don't think so. Oh. So um, what he's done is he's edited it and taken out all the women. Wag <laughs> <laughs> on a minute. There's loads of women in it. Yeah, it's about 46 minutes long, so... Why has he done that? Um, well, he's a, he's a men's rights activist. Oh, jeez. And uh, <laughs> the description of the video, which is uploaded to, like, Torrenton sites, is, you know, it's Star Wars without all that feminazi stuff. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, 
So it's it's kind of like been doing the rounds on some of like the uh, like internet news sites, and people are kind of rightfully taking the piss out of it. Men's right activist um, releases. Uh, I've got it here on on IndieWire, the first news thing that came out. Uh, releases Star Wars: The Last Jedi edit that removes all women, but it's only forty six minutes long. The men only version has been uploaded to torrent sites like Pirate Bay and what have you. Um, did you want to watch Star Wars The Last Jedi without Daisy Ridley, Carrie Fisher, Laura Dern and Kelly Marie Tran? Of course not, because they're all integral to what makes the film one of the most critical acclaimed entries in the franchise. Well, that's a lie. It's a boring movie. Uh, but it's not the women's fault. Fortunately, one anonymous men's right activist has taken it upon himself to release a new version of The Last Jedi that removes all women and only features scenes. <laughs> what does his wife think of that? I mean, what does his ex-wife think of that? <laughs> <laughs> don't, I, I don't think that's going to get him access to his kids. I'd imagine, I'd imagine that's why he's doing it. That's the very reason that the, the mother is rightfully not allowing um, him access to his kids. Uh, well, you know, um, uh, the, the, I don't know. Well, it, it kept him busy for a bit. Yes. That's always a bonus. It's a hobby. Have, have you seen it, Anna? Oh, God, no. Um, I don't think I'm going to watch it. I mean, I've I, I watched the actual film, and I'm not a massive Star Wars fan. I kind of got dragged there. So. Yeah, uh, that was a bad film. It was a bad film, Anna. It was <laughs> dull. It's a pre-recorded news, isn't it, Sam? All right, we can go a little bit over. It's a dull movie, I tell you. And, um, uh, you know, the women are... Um, well, the women... Because I like Ray. I think Ray's a great character. Great character. What a brilliant character in a movie. Um, and the men are a bit... Rub- I mean, Luke is rubbish in this one. But he started out rubbish, didn't he? Also, I don't think that the, the I don't think um, Kylo Ren. I don't think he's a particularly good baddie. And maybe this is just because I'm old now. But he looks like he looks like the kind of kid that would hang outside Spa asking me to buy fags for. You know, he reminds me of. Do you yeah. remember young Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, yeah. I reckon I could have him. Yeah, I don't think Kylo Ren. Darth Vader. Oh, flip it. Yeah, you don't mess with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. What the heck? Get out. What is he? Yeah, exactly. Kylo Ren is just a stroppy teenager with daddy issues. What's a slap? That's all it is. Uh, Well, thank you for that, Anna. That's certainly given me something not to watch. No problem. I'm glad to help. (laughs) Nice one, Anna. Thank you very much. (laughs) Kadir Stay there. We'll come to you after the news. 0344 499 1000. We've only got one call lined up. We've got one hour left of the show. If you want to take part, now is an excellent time to call. I am Ian Lee. She is Catherine Boyle. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
amazing because you were miming it to the oh, periscope as like like it was second nature well i know uh by it always amused, it amused me i didn't find out until my 20s that his full name is arthur garfunkel i didn't know that that's what art was short for really what did you just it was art arthur garfunkel all i know written by jimmy webb that's a great song. james james that's, james is short for his... no i don't think jimmy webb's his real name google jimmy webb's real name you should have asked him that well, Call yourself an interviewer. <laughs> first, na- first question. What's your real name, you bastard? Birth name, Jimmy Lane Webb. We He's go. not a James. No. Nope. He's a Jimmy. He's a Jimmy, yeah, I thought so. Hey, I've got to be honest, got the sweats on, which is not a great sign. Not no. got, it's not a great sign, but the sweat, we, we can work through the sweats. Um, but it is warm in here. 0344 499 or 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call on a Wednesday night. You can give us a call. Is it Wednesday night? It is Wednesday, yeah. That's Wednesday. That's well, no, it's Thursday morning. Tomorrow. No, I don't. I, no, no, no. Uh, one o'clock, of course. Paul Ross is coming in, doing his thing, um, having a chitty chat through the night until 5. Then it's James Max until 6.30. Then it's Julia. And you can work out the rest of the bloody schedule yourself, you lazy gits. Do you think I'm the Radio Times? Did I give you the book that you gave me to give you? Yes, you did. Good. Yes, you did. Um, what to do in this last hour? What to do in this last hour? Um, Watcher comes from What Cheer? Which was um, it was it was a, a, a greeting, but it was used in taming of the shrew. Watcher has been abbreviated to watcher. Heard that on Radio Four the other day. I think it's an interesting fact. It's good, yeah. And I like sharing interesting facts. It was on this brilliant program, hosted by. Um, it's, it's really interesting because it feels like it's about nothing, but it's about language uh, by um, Roger McGough. Is he the is he the Scouse? Mm-hmm. Right, and it's the other one. It's not Roger McGough. Oh, is it um, the one from Luton? Yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. We can do it's this. It's in my head. I've seen it, but I've been to see him. I always associate the two together. Right, it's brilliant children's books. I mean, just brilliant. Um, Roger McGough. Glasses. No, Roger McGough's got glasses. Yeah, he's got glasses as well. If okay. it's the one I'm thinking of, he thinks contact lenses are, are a lie. Okay, well, this is the next hour of the show, is us trying to remember the name of a children's author and the host of this show on Radio 4. Oh, well, if it's a children's author... Well, he writes children's books. You're thinking Michael Rosen? Yeah. 
All right, well, you're not thinking of the bloke I was well, thinking I was thinking, of. Well, no, I was, well, no, Hank, no, no, no. You weren't thinking of the bloke I was thinking you of. You said yes. Well, I didn't know where Michael he's Rosen from. Michael Rosen isn't from Luton. Well, we always associate... Well, how did you get Michael Rosen, then? Because you said children's author, and then yeah, I thought I've it, heard it. I said it several times. Well, then I was... But you'd said yes the, in the first instance. I didn't know, I don't know where I don't he's know from. whether he's written... Hegley, John Hegley, I was thinking of. Oh, not John Hegley. No, the, but Michael Rosen and Roger McGough used to work together. Oh, I didn't know that. Well... Anyway, so it's a brilliant programme, and they um, dissect language beautifully. You it's, know that's my pawn. Um, listen, get, get download this show and listen to it. It's brilliant. And it's him and a woman whose name I don't know. And, um, oh, God, look... And then they have a guest on, and they'll they'll look at like one really tiny aspect of language. And this week it was it was like greetings, like you know. Um, and the, the expert was a guy who'd done um, research into how people greet each other. It was, it was just brilliant, you know. It's absolutely brilliant, and it just sounds like what I think good radio should be. Um, it was just three people having a chat, and then I heard another show on Four Extra, which I've, I've talked about before, The Moth radio hour mm. and it's brilliant and, and moth is kind of like ted talks but they're not really necessarily inspirational it's just people's experiences and they then they pick the best and they kind of link it and they do it as a, like an hour-long radio show it's great i thoroughly recommend you get the podcast Catherine, and everyone else does and there was um this great story from this guy and um, I'm not going to do it any justice whatsoever, but he's a bit of a... He's he's like a New York Italian. Italian. A New York Italian. Bada boom, bada bing. That kind of game. He talks about when he was in 1960, he was a kid, and there was like a big meal at his, at his house, and uh, he was jumping off the sofa, and his uncle Tommy, who was a cop, said, will you knock it on their head? And he kept doing it, and he said, will you knock it on their head? And I kept doing it, so he got me, and he handcuffed me to a radiator. And I'm like 10 years, 11 years old. And it, and I that was the moment I flipped. And I went absolutely nuts. And I said, yeah, you untie me from this radiator. And he said, what? No. And I said, you untie me. And I'm kicking out. And I, actually, I'm doing it a lot of justice. Anyway, basically, he, he puts that as the moment that... Um, he 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 kind of t- he kind of flipped and turned bad. Oh, um, because because his his, his uncle un, un, he's like Ted. His uncle unchained him, un, unhandcuffed him, and he got a bottle and smashed it over his head and ran out. And he said, for the next fifteen years, I was like a bad boy, and I I put it down primarily to that, to the shame and the embarrassment. Da, la, 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 la. And then he talks about hitchhiking, and then, he, then it jumps. For, he says, and he, flash forward fifteen, flash forward uh, twelve years. I'm twenty two. I'm hitchhiking along the Michigan freeway, and it's cold. And I get in this car, and this guy's got um, tools in the back of his car, and there's a bag, and we're driving along. And he says, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Louis Charlottesville. He says, well, I'm not going to Charlottesville. I'm only going far as Jamestown, but I'll take you to Charlottesville if you let me play with your dick. Whoa! And I say... I ain't playing with my dick. You ain't playing with my dick. And he says, I, and, he, and then he says, the guy pulls out a gun. And I said, mister, you picked the wrong guy. I said, oh, he said, he said, he said, I get in the car and I said, you look familiar. And he says, no, nah, we never met. He said, you look like my, uh, you look like my brother's father-in-law. He says, we ain't never met kid. And he plays there. And then he says, um, and I say, mister, you picked the wrong guy. Cause I'm crazy and pissed off enough 
that if you try and go for my dick, I'm going to grab that steering wheel, drive us both off the edge, and we're both going to die. Then the guy put the gun down, and he said, I'll drop you off. I said, no, 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 you're taking me all the way there, and you, if you go anywhere near my dick, both of us are going to die. <laughs> all right. And then he says, get this. Radio 4? The four extra. And then he says, they bleeped out dick. Oh. Bizarrely, even though they... They've been swearing their heads off this week. And then he says, right, um, flash forward another 15 years. It's 1992. I'm in my brother's apartment. And the news comes on and a face flashes up on the screen. And uh, my brother says to my sister-in-law, hey, that guy looks like your dad. And uh, basically, it turns out this this sex offender who was killing, who'd killed 32 young men, had been sentenced to death. Wow. And it was the same guy. So he would have that, killed him anyway. Yeah. And he said, you know, if I hadn't have been, if my uncle Tommy hadn't chained me up and made, and, you know, and I hadn't turned into a bad boy, I could have been number 33. Yeah. Thank you very much. Not only did he cheat death, he made death drive him to what, Charlottesville. What a story. What a story. I, 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 and this is, um, the, the, honestly, the Moth Radio is full of that stuff. Absolutely. Incredible. This is what I think radio should be, right? Um, the, the, the best radio is uh, is all about stories for me. And I've, I've, I've kind of distilled this down in the last couple of years. It's about stories. Now, uh, uh, that can be anything, whether it's it's, you know, one person... Telling a story like that, that guy, it's, it's, it's about eight minutes long, that story. Um, or whether it's, um, you know, a presenter um, interviewing someone or it's talking about a news story or it's you guys listening and phoning up and telling me what you did today. For me, it's all stories, man. It's all about good stories. And, and that's the thing. And my kind of job in this show in particular is to try and nudge the best stories out of the people that call in. And, and sometimes I do it. Sometimes I don't need to do it because you guys come pre- prepared with, with, with stuff that is great. And sometimes I don't quite get it right. But for me, all, all uh, radio that grabs me uh, and excites me is, um, is about stories, man. That's all it is. And, and, and that term is, is as vague as it is broad. You know, it can, it, they can be anything. But that's what it is for me. Um, why am I telling you this? Uh, I don't know. Just, I'm just in that kind of mood. I'm just in that kind of mood to kind of... Um, uh, well, I was going to say spill my guts, but that was two nights ago. Um, but, you know, I'm just in that kind of mood of sharing. Sharing a little bit that we've got. I've got a glass of brandy here. I'm just sharing the, the wisdom. Mm. Oh, nice brandy. Oh, three, four, four. Such a plum. I've never had brandy. Um, drinks I've never had. Brandy. I think I've had schnapps. Schnapps rings a bell. Um, yeah, you have. You'll have had arches and lemonade back in the day. Uh, okay. Um, I tell you a drink I I once had. Right, we, we when we were seventeen. Right, me and Malcolm and Matthew and Chadders, we went to Newquay because Malcolm had just passed his driving test. We drove to Newquay for the surf. Right, we went camping for the surf. Did the you surf. surf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course I surfed. Did well, you? Went for the surf. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Why is that funny? We, I, we, 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 were put, we spent an hour putting our wetsuits on and then someone just shouted, you got them on back to front, lads. <laughs> yeah, Are you zipping them up the front? No, you're supposed to zip them up the front. No. Yeah, you're supposed to zip them up no, the front. Back. No, you're supposed to, this is what we thought. No, you're supposed to zip them up the front. Anyway, and then we went to this pub, right? Did you have a surfboard or like a bodyboard thing? We hired surfboards. Did you get on them? Yeah, I wouldn't surf it. Did you stand up? No, I couldn't stand up. <laughs> it's 
But you still come in. Paddled on them. We know we, but we we knelt we knelt on them and surfed it. Flipping heck! What a rush! Couldn't stand up. Um, but then we went. We we got most of it. We got pissed, right? And we went to this pub and we got talking to these older lads. Like they're in their twenties. We were seventeen, and they bought us this round of drinks of a drink called a green chartreuse, right? Right, which is green yeah. and is vile, and it served to you, right? A light. They light it. Right, so you've got a flaming drink, and I'm 17. I'm, I'm not drunk that much, right? I'm looking at it going, I am way out of my depth here. Do you have to wait for it to go out? Well, so I went to drink it while it's a light, and one of the lads went, don't be such a pussy, you're supposed to put the fire out. And I'm thinking, surely me going to drink it while it's a light is the opposite of being a pussy, yeah. and that makes me that makes me like super hard. And I have to go, yeah, I know, I know that. Just, yeah, yeah. God, it was the most dis- never, never drink or eat anything when you've seen it in fi- uh, in flames in front of you me. Never do sambucas. No, yeah. no, no. I did like, like I did like um, um, absinthe. Oh, that's a fact. I bet that drove you nuts. Oh, mate. Me and Tessa in um, Prague on absinthe. Oh, God, we were stealing all of the um, pictures on the wall. It was the night that um, the election between George W. Bush and the the man who's got a, a bottom like a like a sort of like a nan. Um, he's got like a sort of an old woman's bottom. You know, the fella. Is it like Ross Perot or It was a recount. They had to, the guy who makes them. No, don't Google it. We can do this. The guy who makes films about um, the, oh, the environment. Oh, about the environment. That's his Dan... Dan... No. Not Dan Quayle. No, 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 no. Not Dan Quayle. Um, come on. No, it's gone. Don't type it on the screen. Don't type it on the screen because I want to... Come on. Don't Google it either. I'm not Googling it. We, we, sh- we should be able to get this. Al Gore. Al Gore. Is it Al Gore? Yeah. Um, and it was that Has night... he got a funny bum? Yeah, Google a picture of Al Gore's bum. I'm allowed to Google that, am I? Yeah, and um, we I remember we were stealing pictures in the hallway of the hotel. I remember I walked dog shit through the, on a white carpet, so in a really nice hotel. I won the money to go there in a casino. And then we were tripping our nuts off on absinthe, and then we bumped into, bizarrely, in this hotel in Prague... Um, my then girlfriend Tessa, two of her friends were really, really posh, and so if anyone has ever been high, um, and then kind of had to engage in a conversation where you're pretending not to be high, oh, it's the worst thing that could possibly happen. Bad news, everyone. There's no if you put Al Gore bum in, you don't get anything. He's had it taken down. Al Gore ass. Really? Like Is ass. he famous? He's American. Well, I, I've noticed it. I can't be the only one that's noticed Al Gore's ass. Yeah. It's got. It's like. Um, it's like an old woman's ass. Okay. Just no. Al Gore from behind. <laughs> God. Well, yeah, I really will get something. Let's on. find this after this break. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. Okay, the kids are asking for it, so the kids have got it. Good evening, Kadir. Uh, I finished my bottle, so all good now. Excellent stuff, Kadir. What do you have um, for us this evening? Well, first, I'd just like to say, if you do need to go, it's fine, because I've got a story uh, sort of similar. Um, I was, um, I had one of those ones where I had to go for a number two, but I sort of waited the whole day. Yeah. And it came to the end where I, I, we were having sort of, a, sort of a gathering, 
and um, uh, I, I, I excused myself. I excused myself to um, to go to the loo. And I did my business, and oh, because of what I did, my fault. Um, I sort of um, I was there for a while, and I finished up, left, and um, as I was walking away from the bathroom, I thought I've, I've still got more in me. I thought I can I could go for a round two. But obviously, I couldn't then go go and say, I'm going to have to go back, because then it does sound like something's fishy, something's up. Um, so I was sat there for a good few hours um, in in agony as my rectum had was expanding at an alarming rate. Um, and obviously, I couldn't, and I couldn't say I'm going back in, obviously. Obviously. Who would? Yeah, well, no. Um, well. So, so how big did you? What, so you're, okay, go, yes, go on. Well, go go on. Were you going to say how big my rectum was? Or no, I, I was, then I didn't. So you can't answer that question because I didn't ask it. Uh, sure. So so I had to wait, and then eventually come around one a.m. Um, taxi home, and you know, just just when I got home, it was it was a, it was a nightmare. It was just a, a flipping nightmare. Um, you know, have you ever? I had to buy a plunger for the first time in my life the other week. Charming story. You should save that until at dinner. Parties. Here's the thing: you don't need a plunger for the toilet. Plung, why Just would you use? Why would you use a plunger in a toilet? You don't. Here's the thing as well: you don't need plungers for sinks. You do it with your hands. You give me. You, you just put your hand over the plug, and you can do it like that. Do you know who taught me that? Steve Gutenberg. You know why? He used to be a plumber. Steve Gutenberg. Did he? Yes, he did. Steve Gutenberg used to be a plumber, and he taught me that if you if you, your sink is blocked, you can just make a sort of vacuum with your hand, and you can just do it like that. If you like, if you're giving um, a, a life support to a, a dying man, um, and it will that will be just as effective. And if your toilet's blocked, you, what do you need the plunger for? You need a hand and a sleeve that is rolled up, and you put it in, and you think of nice things while you're doing it. Little fiddle, it's done, and you wash your hand, and you never talk about it again. You also need more fibre in your diet. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, let's go to Simon. Good evening, Simon. Gross. Well, yep, that's... <laughs> these this, These are the, the last great taboos. I um I just love listening to this show because you just learn something new every day. Yeah. Oh, it's we're, we're nothing if not educational. Lord Reith would be proud of us, although uh, mm. he would be ashamed for the BBC for sacking us. But um, up there's anyway. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm ringing because one of the first things you said when you opened tonight was about songs that have been covered needlessly. Oh yeah, bad cover versions. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now. I don't listen to music-based commercial radio. I find it very um, teeny bopperish, if you see what I mean. Teeny I, I don't... bopperish. <laughs> yeah, you, know, I you just... obviously haven't listened to it since about 1976. Teeny bopperish. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a bit cheesy. It's a bit. There's, there's absolutely no point in having presenters on shows like that because they don't do anything. Yep. It's not like they can. Not like you, they can get you into a conversation or anything like that. No. And I'm constantly having a, a, a dig and a conflab with my flatmate about this because he does listen to that kind of radio show yes. and he's a van driver and I'm like, you're just so uncultured. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You need to just be... Oh, talk radio is the home of culture. I was going to say, meanwhile, you That's listen right. to this. The home of culture. Yeah. Mike, Mike Graham, yeah, yeah, at 10 o'clock yeah, in the yeah. morning, the home of culture. 
yeah. Well, I, yeah. Well, I, I just, you know, I, I, I'd say to him, you know, you're a heathen. I need to be mentally stimulated. Yes. And this does it. So anyway, um, incidentally, I'd like to repo- repeat a point I made last night. Thank you, Talk Radio, for having Paul Ross after this show because I now no longer need to tune to LBC. Well done. I am LBC free, thank God. You are clean, you are pure, yep. and may God bless yep. your soul for that. Paul yep. Ross, of course, yep. on yep. at one yep. o'clock every weekday night. Yep, yep, and thank you. And he's oh. gone. There we go. I didn't do that, he did that. That's his own fault. Good evening, Kasif. Why was he doing that? He's been on the phone for about 40 minutes. He's trying to get you to watch Game of Thrones. That's not the way, Kasif. Well, all that did was give me a headache. Yeah. It was just, I'm not going to watch the Game of Thrones. It's bloody awful, that programme. Hey, I'll tell you what I've started watching, though. Thanks to everyone on Twitter who's been recommending it. Dark. Uh, the German uh, German uh, mystery programme, Dark. Have you seen it, Sam? Oh, you'd like, you'd like it. You'd like Dark. Um, I don't want to give away too much. But... Child goes missing in a small German town. Not a lot happens. Second child goes missing. Oh, he's the son of the chief copper. Quite a lot happens. I don't want to give away a lot, right? I'll give you, I'll give you one clue, Sam, right, as to why I think you'll like it. There's a mysterious figure, and he's got a newspaper that says, Where is Mikkel? Mikkel is the young lad. Mikkel, of course, is German for Michael, but... And so it says, wo ist Mikkel? Where is Mikkel? Wo is, where ist is, is Mikkel is Michael. Wo ist Mikkel? Don't answer that call. Don't answer that call, because you need to hear this. The mysterious guy crosses out the word wo, where, and writes, I don't know what the German word is, I don't remember. Van, isn't it? Van. He writes, when is Mikkel? What I'm saying is, because Sam's not picked it, there's a bit of time travel in there. Little bit of time travel in there. Whoa, baby! When he wrote that, I got a time travel boner. Trust me. Although I knew time travel was coming. Um, and then episode three. All right, well, stop it because you said I've got to catch up with it before we. Well, this my film. sister don't like it. My sister don't like it. Rock the Casbah, rock the Casbah. My sister don't like it. Rock. When I was in Morocco, I was near the Casbah. Did you rock it? I just couldn't be bothered to go. Because it was such a boring place, Morocco. I thought, I can't and, live And full of drunkards of a night. Hey. Um, and the Clash would have been there. Um, so, uh, so Dark is excellent. Yes. Thoroughly enjoying that. And for some reason... There's a dubbed version, people were telling me. When I watched it on my phone, it came up straight away with the subtitled version, Auf dem Deutsch. Um, so, uh, yeah, just keep watching Watch that. You watch the first two episodes, then we'll watch episode three together. Okay. Right? But I might watch episode three tomorrow and, and lie to you. And um, like I did once with my wife when we were watching Lost... And um, I had to sit through two episodes of Lost that I'd already watched, pretending I hadn't watched them. I had to go, oh, flip. 
Oh, oh, God, he's died. God, I didn't Gosh. expect that. There's two episodes of Lost that I'd already watched. Why would you do that? Because um, I didn't want to um, upset her, but I really wanted to watch Lost. So you'd watched it on your own? Yeah, I downloaded it like from it... a bit torrent and uh, wow. watched it. How deceptive. Yeah, yeah, I watched it with a mate as well. <gasps> yeah, I watched it with a mate. That he, makes it worse. Me and Agent Chris watched it, and we both said, we both said, we can't tell our girlfriends about this. So we, he didn't tell his girlfriend, I didn't tell my girlfriend, uh, wife, to be... Um, and we watched Lost together, me and Chris. We watched one. It's like it's like doing drugs. It's like, well, should we just have one? All right, then. But then that is it. Then we watched one. I said, I've got another one. And it's like, oh, yeah, go on then. Might as well. Lost in, already, in, it's already ruined. In for a penny, in for a pound. In Spanish, they say, de perdido al río. Do they really? From Lost to the River. Yeah. You might as well. Yeah, you might, might as well. well. In, you know um, what they say in Greece instead of it's all Greek to me? It's all Chinese? Yeah, it's yeah, all Chinese Spanish to me. say Chinese. Isn't that funny? Mm. Isn't that funny? Because I would say Greek is harder than Chinese. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio with me, Ian Lee. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Interview with Scott Walker in The Guardian. I shall enjoy that. Um, 0344 is the phone number. Simon uh, has uh, come back. Good evening, Simon. Oh, hello. I don't know what happened there. You bottled it, mate, and that's fine. Oh, that's what it was. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Yeah. What you got for and us, love? I was, I was saying um, about my, my love of um, commercial uh, music chewing gum type radio. Yeah. Right. And I always argue with my, my, my flatmate about, you know, I need to be mentally stimulated and having yes. you listen to that crap, etc., etc. Right now, um, this, my point was underlined because before Christmas, I, I thought, right, I'm going to have a listen just to see what he sees in this, see if I've missed the point. Yes. To my horror, mm-hmm. this song came on the radio. Ah. And it was... And I, it know, was I know exactly what song it was. It would have been Ooh, this, it's... wouldn't it? <laughs> this is all over Capital and Heart at the moment, guys. It's our new jam. Was it that? Uh, no, but I do. I do want a copy of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all you need to do is, is go much... back to 1983. Yes. Well, that's much more stimulating than these uh, these radio stations. Um, so the song was some girl or woman who has redone a version of "The Power of Love." Frankie goes to Hollywood. Yeah. I was furious. What? what why? Because you, a song like that does not, should not be touched. Oh, she, and now is it? Now, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We don't necessarily know that this is a pony cover version because you have already expressed your mm. outright hatred for these types of radio stations. So you've gone in bias. Now, if we were to say Candy Flip, Strawberry Fields Forever, obviously a piss-poor song. Well... Uh, if we were to say River City People, uh, uh, California Dreamer, oh, Dreaming, obviously a terrible, terrible song. We don't know mm. that this version of The Power of Love is so bad. 
Who's it by? I, I don't know. Uh, I bet I know how it goes. Go I bet it's even slower and it sounds yep. even more miserable. And, and Faye. The it power. It'll be something yeah, like whis- Whispering Girl. Here we go. Here we go. The whole point. Here we go. I think I've got it. This is, this is it. Here we go. Oh, no, this can't be it. This is old. It's not this version, is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Didn't this get used to a John Lewis advert? Yeah. Dreams like angels. No, it's not it. Okay, because that's quite. That's actually quite good. No, it's not that one. Um. Sounds a lot more newer than that. Oh, a lot more newer than that. We're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I don't know. Someone, someone, um, phone up and tell me, please, because I don't. Unless know. it was that one. I think it was. No. I don't think it's been done again. Hang on. Is it? Is it this? Hang on. Oh no, that's from the French version of the Voice. It won't be that. It might have been that one. It's just that the quality of my phone. Oh, well, you're a muppet. Then. Well, that's a great but, but, version. But, but, no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. You're wrong, no. Simon. That's a great version. Yes, yeah, a great version. Goodbye. Great version. He's wrong. Um, no, I like that version. Hey, do you know what I've been chatting with um, privately on Facebook? The girl from the Chewy advert. Hmm? The one that sings that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's bloody awful. No, don't say that. She's listening tonight. Um, No, 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 don't. I just don't like that sort of stuff. She's listening tonight. Well, I told her to listen. She's your friend, not mine. Alice, I told her to listen. No, 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 because I love it. I absolutely... Love that song. It's Alice Higgins sings it. I love it. Oh, I love it. And no. I know a lot of people... But here's the thing, right? Because she was... Because t- I've done a little bit of research on this. Uh, honestly, I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I like it because it's a little it's bit... Ain't li- Nobody, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh I love it. No. Oh, no. You're, well, you're That's wrong. untouchable as far as I'm concerned. Well, OK. Well, you're wrong because she's listening. And um, B, because it is brilliant. And C, because that's not how she normally sings. You know, that is, she was told to do it that style for an advert. And I've listened to some of her other songs, and that's not how she normally sings. I'm not sings. saying I don't like her. Um, I'm saying that song. No, she's good. Oh, I don't oh, like no. that arrangement. No, I like it. I'm trying to get a copy of it. I, seriously, I think it's brilliant. God. I love it. Absolutely love it. And I know that I'm potentially in the minority here, but um, I, I'm obsessed with that song. I'm obsessed. I've been having a little chitty chat with her. She's oh, very nice. I find it intensely. Well, I know, I know, but here's the thing. She's actually listening, so let's not keep no, being no, really but what rude I mean about is, it. No, I'm not being rude well, about it. you are a little well, bit. I find you are a little the, bit. The current trend for slowing yes. down old songs. But it's not a current trend. This, this has been going. The first one, of course, was, um, I interviewed them in 2000 and... Um, 2004, 2003, maybe the fella that did the film from Donnie Darko that was a slowed oh, down version. Yeah, Mad World. Mad World. Mad World. I mean, it's a great, it's, I've said this before, it's a great way to have a hit. If you want to have a hit, just do a stripped down version mm-hmm. of a fast song from the 1980s. Biff Baff Boof, Bob's your uncle. You, you've got yourself a hit. You ca- you cannot go wrong with it. I don't know why Cliff Richard doesn't release like an album of um, slowed down songs from the eighties. Oh God, yeah, why? And sound. just call it "Slowed Down Songs from the Eighties" by Cliff Richard because he'd have he'd have like number ones coming out of his ass. Imagine that. Imagine Cliff Richard's ass just pouring out number ones, gold every single time. It would be wonderful. It's a surefire way to have a hit, kids, and um. 
Trust me, I know pop. I never got round to releasing my uh, my album because I ended up in the jungle, didn't I? So yeah. I didn't get the uh, the chance to do that. Well, save it. I mean, is the Easter market a thing? Um, yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Songs that have um, uh, um, songs where they've tried to make a time of the year a thing. Right, I'll go first. Happy New Year by Abba. Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. I've got another one. Hang on. Well, Last Summer by ABBA. Well, right. Um, that's the time of the year. Um, no, but that's not specific. That's the season. I'm talking about specific times of the year. Mama by the Spice Girls, released on Mother's Day. It was, it was it? Was it? Released, it was released in the run-up to Mother's Day, Shut yeah. Up. You're making that up. No, I'm not making it up. You can Google that. Don't even, if you Google it, you're a dick. But um, Google it, because that is true. It was... They didn't just release it like in November or something. They released it sort of March for Mama's Day, Mother's Day. That is a fact. We'll see. Well, no, it's, we, we, we know. We, someone's going to be eating uh, some delicious um, humble pie. Released in November 1996. That is a long run up to Mother's Day. <laughs> well, maybe, uh, no, that was that's the American release. It was released in Britain. Uh, no. In the run-up to Mother's Day. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's go to another. <laughs> late-night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, here we go. Here's, 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 here's the worst example, I think, of the slowed-down um, song. You know this one? Don't mind this. Do you like it because it's Frenchy and you're you? I've got a whole album of this. The Nouvelle Vague. Yeah, Nouvelle Vague. Um, it, I like them. Oh. They've done something different with it. All right, let's try this. Oh no, hang on. This is the same. Oh, there we go, eh? I wasn't expecting that. What language is that? Uh, I do not know. Language of love. Let me try this one. Oh, this might be nice. Oh, this is going to be good, actually. Do you know this song? Yes. It's a great song. Yeah. Here we go. They don't play um, Killing an Arab very often on the radio anymore, do they? Funny that. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a good song. I would say I'm sorry. Oh, he's got the underwater effect mm. on his. Um... All right, this of course is this of course kicked it all off. You know this? This is great. It's a man I've met. I've shook his hand. Jose Feliciano. Jose. Who, of course, sang which of our favourite Christmas songs? Um, of course, he sang Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Um, okay, let's try. What's, what's this?
It's dynamite. This, this is, by the way, this is all off the Tom Middleton Presents Crazy Cover Versions album, which is just a joy. Here we go. Well, I'm the same little girl who grew up next door to you. I went through all the things a teenage girl goes through. Hanging out all night, breaking my curfew. When my daddy hit the door, I gave my mama the blues. Used to spend my time lazing, hazy days away. Thought I was grown, left home at 15, didn't want to obey. Had to get my act together, couldn't take the heat. And now I'm making beats with a street. I'm Miss Dynamite They're good, they are. Um, what's, what's and then the Papinis, of course. Yes, of course. They did some belters. One more. Oh no. Lilo, Lilo, Dilmera Lilo, Melai Hunasrana, ye Piarica, to crown a Piari to Himerica son, Essanum, Sunomira Kaha. Lilo, Dilmera Lilo, Melai Hunasrana, ye Piarica, to crown. Someone is telling me, I wonder if it'll be on YouTube, hang on, let me, uh... Oh. Here we go. Someone told me this, this slowed down from 45 to 33 is the best. Dolly Parton's um, Fine Young Cannibals cover. Fine Young Cannibals? Cannibals. No? Yeah, she did drive me crazy. Aye, it's brilliant. Yay, it's very banjo-tastic. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. We've scared off all the callers there, um, which is... Uh, where are the papers? Let's have a little look at the papers, shall we? Oh, dear God. you still got sweat on? Yeah, I don't feel... Good. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Oh, Kid Jensen's not very well. Yeah. Oh, Kid Jensen's poor. He's got Parkinson's. Oh, bloody hell. That's such a horrible disease. And um, well, I've never met Kid Jensen, but you always get the feeling, what a nice guy. 
Him and Mike Smith, I always used to kind of put together, because they're they're blonde radio presenters. But you think, oh, what? I think he was on um, Eamon's show earlier on. You think, oh, what a nice guy. Terrible. It was such a horrendous disease. Radio star David Kid Jensen uh, revealed he's been battling Parkinson's disease for the past five years. The 67-year-old former BBC DJ and Top of the Pops presenter said he went public about his illness to support fundraising efforts in a bid to find a cure. Oh, man. Oh, that's lousy, that is. That is lousy. Uh, that is... Oh, that's, that's, um, that's a crappy disease. Um, let's try and find something a little bit more exciting, a little bit more um, uplifting, shall we? Oh, right, so there's loads of um, Lord Lucan memorabilia is going on sale. Lucanalia, it's being described here in the Daily Mirror. I think that's the only place that's using the word Lucanalia. Um, hundreds of items of a Lucanalia are going on sale to the public, including Lord Lucan's ermine. Ermine? Yep, it's, cool. it's got an E at the end, so it's ermine. No. Well, it's obviously the feminine, uh, it's obviously feminine vermin. Ermine gown and a prized top hat. Imagine having Lord Lucan's top hat. Hang on a minute, what did he do? Oh, he, he murdered a nanny. He might have. Well, we, 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 can't, we can't libel Lord Lucan if that's what you're worried about. He's not <laughs> going to come all the way over from Brazil, is he? And, um, and, He'll uh, be long gone now, won't he? Uh, Lord Lucan murdered the nanny. Um, he thought it was his wife he was trying to murder. She's only just died recently. Yeah, um, she was still cross about it. Yeah, well, you would be. You would be. Um, and, uh, yeah, he went off to Brazil where he lived, grew his hair, but kept the moustache in all of the pictures. It's it's a long-haired man with a moustache. It's Lord Lucan with, with long hair. Lord Lucan. Um, dozens of the fugitives' ties and bow ties, along with many of his wife's dresses and hats, are also among the hoard up for auction next month. Oh, it's tempting, isn't it? It's tempting to put a cheeky bid on a bow tie. The hat will go for, for, for a few thousand. The extraordinary collection was retrieved from their house following Lady Lucan's death, aged 80. James, James Lease of Holloway's Auctioneers, Banbury, said, it is, a little, it is a little difficult to put a value on much of it because without the link to Lucan, it would be worthless. It is certainly one of the most bizarre collections I've ever seen. Lucan's walking sticks, coat of arms and... Here we go. Here's the, here's the Nirvana. Self-portraits... Oh, self-portraits by his wife are among the lots. Higher-value items are being sold separately for charity shelter to whom Lady Lucan left most of her state. She died in September. In 1974, Lucan fled the house in Belgravia, West London, accused of killing the nanny. He went to Brazil, where he grew his hair long but kept the moustache and would regularly pose for photos... But regularly pose for blurry, out of photo focus photographs to be shown in the mirror. To be shown in the mirror. Um, Andrew's on the line. Good evening, Andrew. Evening. Evening. You're looking for strange covers. I'm looking for. Um, well, yeah, sure. Why the hell not? Um, there's a group called, or the, on Facebook, uh, not on Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, called Postmodern Jukebox. Yes. And they do a cover of Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Hang, well, hang on a minute. Let's find uh, postmodernjukebox.com. Postmodern Jukebox. Welcome to postmodernjukebox.com. Uh, what do we? What are we? Um, I 
did it again. And, and sometimes, I, uh, okay, let's have a little look. Um, uh, right. Uh, uh, well, it won't. It won't. It won't let me find it. What on YouTube? Oh, I've got to go on YouTube. Oh, bloody hell. oh come on! But I, here's the thing: they're doing deliberately quirky versions, aren't they? But doesn't everyone? Well, mm... doesn't everyone do a different version of it? No, 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 no. That's not. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. They're doing deliberately quirky versions of it. Catherine? Uh, yeah, OK. She's got very busy lips, I bet. She's got a very busy body. <laughs> she hasn't. Hasn't she just? <laughs> that body's mighty busy. Yeah. I wasn't <laughs> looking. Try again. Let's see. Let's see. Uh-oh. That is just so typically me. Oh, baby, baby, whoops, I did it oh, there again. we go. There's the wiggle. I played with your <laughs> yeah, I quite like that. That's quite good. That's quite good. That's quite good. Nice one, Andrew. Thank you for that, mate. Cheers. Um, that's quite good. Wowzers, guys. Has anyone ever played with your horn? One, one for the dads there, guys. Uh, if you want to go and have a look at that. Who was the guy that we um, we played once and he gets a little bit sweary? Cheese. Somebody cheese. Used, oh. What was his name? I used to have loads of his um, albums. Uh, he, he does lounge versions of, um, like, it doesn't matter. Evening, Daniel. Hello. Daniel, my brother, you are older than me. Do you still feel the same? Daniel, you're my friend. <laughs> Just showing my multi, um, uh, my multi-octave voice. I'm like Mariah Carey. I can sing in all 12 of the human octaves and three that only animals can hear. Uh, Daniel, what have you got for us this evening? Well, I was wondering if you could sing another song. Oh, really? Requests? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Where you go, Daniel? What would you like me to sing? Happy birthday. Um, uh, whose birthday is it? Mine. Oh, I'm sorry. We dropped off there. What do you think this is? The Ken Bruce Show. We start doing big ups to people. Wasn't it? What was What is he thinking? What was he thinking? We don't do that. Although it might make us more popular. Um, with people, if we were nicer to callers, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, he can, he can, he can kiss it. Um, uh, anyway, we've played enough music. Close, close the computer. Close. Close. Oh, don't lick that. Why are you licking you can that? The, you can turn it off now. Uh, yeah, 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 yes, Daniel. Hello. Hello, Daniel. Sorry, you must have got cut off there. Yes, don't worry. Um, yes, it's my birthday today. T- today. Yeah. What Wednesday? Man. Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday. Okay. Eighteenth of January. Okay. And what are you doing to celebrate your birthday? Um, nothing today. But I'll be watching North End on Saturday. What's What's North End? Is that, Is that like, No, isn't that um, like a haulage company? Preston North End. Again, the football you... team. Okay. Well, so you're not doing anything nice for your birthday? Well, I'm going out for a meal as well. 
OK, who's who's uh, going out for the meal with you? Uh, family and friends. Oh. About 14 of us. God almighty. It sounds like hell. And I'm having a fun day. I'm having a sort of a mum and Sunday. Oh, that'll be nice. Mum and Sunday. What you do? What, what, did you say mum and Sunday or mum and Sunday? A mum and Sunday. And what day are you doing uh, that? Please, and, say, please say Sunday. Uh, today. Oh, is she there with you? So, she's not. She's in bed. Okay, we'll go and wake her up. Go say, come on, it's mum and she's, Sunday today. She's asleep. Wake her up, exactly. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to wake her up. Say, come on, it's my birthday. I want mum and Sunday, and I want it to start now. Where's my breakfast? I know. I know. How old are you, Daniel? I'm a quarter of a century old. He's 35 years old. That's great. That's great news. 25. Thank you very much indeed for uh, uh, pointing that out. Hopefully you'll get some manners for your birthday, young man. Well, I I wish you um, every success, and I hope you have a lovely mother and Sunday on a uh, Thursday. Well, I also have had a nice day on Wednesday. That's great. Um, Because my Wednesday was lousy. How was yours? Uh, That's it. We're done. We're back tonight at 10. Paul Ross is coming up next. Don't go nowhere. Thank you very much. Ta-ta.